All right, what's up, dorks? This is the Blue Collar Philosophers. <laughs> dorks. Am, yes, dorks. I am Devin. That is Biker Mike from Mars. And we have a special guest with us, uh, good buddy, Mr. No- Nigel Drapeau. Nigel. Nigel. I'm not British, but I can play one on TV. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we... A little news. Somebody had suggested a nickname for Devin, and I kind of don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's not great, but it's... it's, it's... Uh, I hate how much it works. You hate how <laughs> much it works? I hate it, uh, because it, I know it's going to stick. You know it's going to stick. And I'm kind of pissed off about that. <laughs> Should we just leave it sit and not even talk about it quite yet, and then this, see yeah, if anybody else comes Yeah, if you mention it here, then it's going to stick. It is going to stick. All right, we'll, we'll wait a little bit, it's because we need people to know that... There is competition out there. Yeah, exactly. Kick, kick us your best, your best nickname for me. I used to be Kickstand. I was in a club. That's my road name. Left the club so that now that road name can it can rest there. Yeah, it can die. But I did, it's weird just being Devin. Devin, especially next to Biker Mike from Mars. From Mars, Biker oh. Mike from Mars. You ever watch Biker Mice from Mars as a kid? I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, somebody called me Biker Mike, and I'm like. Yes, I'm taking that. That is now mine. <laughs> I don't know. Screw Sons of Anarchy. Like, that's my favorite biker show. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> I rewatched it. It was so good. Like, like ridiculous, like, Guns N' Roses ripoffs, like, you mm-hmm. know, and the music and stuff like that. It's, it is fantastic. It is amazingly sexist, though. Oh, like, You could not get away with that crap now. But the environmental bend that they had on it, it was that, <laughs> that same era of Captain America, or not Captain uh, the, um... The uh, Captain Planet bullshit and all that stuff. It had that environmental bend to it. Not nearly as preachy as Captain Planet, though. No, but it was pretty bad. When it was. When all powers combine. <laughs> I what sent, a lame superhero. I sent you a meme with that on it the other day. His greatest power is his mullet. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was clutch. Uh, a what? It was clutch. Is that a... Most most people don't know what a clutch is now. The millennials, they don't know how to how to ride a stick, a motorcycle. <laughs> like I'll, if it doesn't have an electric battery, then oh I don't want to pedal god. it. Oh my god. This thing's booby trapped, it's got three pedals. I don't understand. Bicycles and electric cars. Like they don't they don't understand clutches. Yeah, they really don't. <laughs> I just never heard that term in that way. No. No, but I'm also old and I'm out of the loop. I don't keep up with shit anymore. I, I know. Just, You're the oldest millennial I know. I, <laughs> I have back problems for sneezing. And if you haven't had that yet, you'll get there. You'll get there. Uh, apparently, all I have to do is more deadlifts. Like what's, what's the new generation now? Because I feel like millennials have slipped past the easy to, to, to beat on. And now they're like middle-aged and old guys. Yeah. Uh, there's the uh, Gen Z and then I think there's another one after that, and I don't know what it is. Whatever they are, I hate it. I, just don't, I don't like it. Generation they are change your chromosome. Uh, <laughs> you can't change something. There's, there's no such thing as chromosomes. I don't care if they can literally put it under a microscope. It's a make believe. <laughs> All right, we've been canceled. <laughs> Finally, it's about time. Stop wasting our time on this now. <laughs> Uh, so one thing that they do that I want to talk about is fucking TikTok. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Chew we'll the fat. We're, we're hanging here with, little, the, with the new okay. face. All right, Nigel, you have had a shitty week. Fucking right, yeah. 
of anybody. Yeah. And hopefully we're able to t- take your mind off of that and let you just if enjoy I, it. By bringing it up? Good by job. bringing it up. <laughs> uh, people don't forget. That's the problem. No. But that's the thing. This is the best part. No one knows who you are here. And so it's it's great. Oh, you they, can, nobody knows where I am anywhere I go. It's great. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Yeah, we know who uh, you are. <laughs> but nobody... I've been like, a criminal in years. <laughs> it's been hours. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Can you, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, or you'd rather keep that private? No, no, I don't care. Okay. I'm always down to talk. Yeah. So, what's so, your deal? I spent most of my life uh, being a degenerate piece of shit in the oil patch, where I uh, took drinking and doing drugs to a all-time new level. And uh, High score? Yeah. If you can call <laughs> well, it, yeah. Low score, high score? What, how, how do you measure that? <laughs> Well, drinking is one of those things. A lengthy two-page criminal rap sheet. (laughs) I guess that's measurable. Fair enough. Um, You know, I... uh, Told you. I was radically saved in treatment where I came to the Lord and changed my life. And... uh, Now you hang out with us? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's nice to uh, surround myself with uh, men of faith that, uh, that still talk like men. And that this isn't fake and this, this walk that we do, like, regardless of whether it's with Christ or whatever it is, it just says in brotherhood, the brotherhood and unity that we have amongst each other, you can't find that anywhere else in the world. You really can't. Like with two wheels underneath you and your wrist twisted as hard as you can go and a brother in your mirror and a brother in front of you is the greatest feeling. And like with certain people, like. With Devin particularly, I haven't done a whole lot of riding with you. No, we haven't. But had a me chance. and Devin have had some some awesome times together. Yeah, sh- hasn't been many, but it, it's it's just but starting. But they've been clutched. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and that's good. You know, it, like, that's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> but yeah, like we found out how fast how fast your bike can go the last the last weekend. Yeah, for an eleven hundred, I didn't think it could go that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing here is incriminating. Like, no one's no one's listening, so it's fine. Just, just don't do, don't use numbers. Don't yeah. use numbers. Yeah, and just just don't park in front of me because I might run into you. <laughs> Braking is not my strong suit. <laughs> yeah, our, our bikes get out their own way. That's for sure. <laughs> Breaking's for quitters, anyway. Yeah. The, the coward lever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, do you know what I realized? Is a lot of people they don't actually. When it comes to motorcycles, they think they get it. Even if you ride a motorcycle, but you've never ridden in a pack, you think you get it well, until okay. you. But there's packs, and then there's packs. Yes. There's two we, different levels. We do the latter. <laughs> yes. Not the former. Not the former. We tried the former for about 15 minutes and. Gay. <laughs> I, like, okay, An, a nicely staggered, responsible pack of people that don't know each other is both boring and terrifying. Yes. It's like, one, you're not doing anything fun. Two, nobody knows each other. Nobody has a feel for one another. It's chaos. Accidents happen there. Yeah. Like, when you do what we do, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I mean, yes. We, Exercise madness. I mean, there are times, though, there are times, though, of being really, really responsible. But at the same time, like, you know the guy beside you. You're tight. You're riding tight. Bar to bar. Well, you know the tire standard, to tire. too. You know you the standard. You know what yeah, to be expected like of that, that person. There's an excellent feeling. And then every now and then, like, that transcends itself to being something epic when it just gets 
in a mode, in a click. Everybody's on the same page. Yeah. You're slicing through traffic and passing people on the highway together as one. It is amazing. And then there's times when, you know, you have just maybe a little less of you guys and you could really stretch it out and do alleged <laughs> alleged things. Yeah. And on that, that's just amazing. Like, I remember one guy who was riding with us. Uh, he was at the back of the pack. So you don't put a guy who is new and never ridden with you in the middle or even the front or anywhere close to the, I don't know. You just have him in the back so you can see kind of what's going on. And he was riding with us, and we went into in a corner really nicely. We just kind of entered perfectly. And it, he actually kept up enough that he actually got to see it firsthand. Most of the riding, he missed a lot of the pack riding because he couldn't keep up with us. And, until he decided, like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then he saw it. He was like, oh, this is next level. Like, he saw it for what it was. And he kind of got to be a little part of it, and he's like, I want more of that. I, I, I need to learn how to do that. And it, you could just see it in him where he finally understood the difference between riding a motorcycle and riding a fucking motorcycle. Yeah. Like club, club style pack riding. That's brotherhood shit. Yeah. Well, and you have to be able to trust that guy beside you, in front of you, behind you, that he ain't going to do nothing stupid that's going to put your life at risk. And that you know that this guy is going to drive defensively or ride defensively and try to save your ass if something happens. And you Mm -hmm. know that when you lock in that corner, you know that he's holding his line perfect. And you're like that feeling of when you hit that line perfect and you're leaning, you're leaning hard and you look over and you're, you just see that smile and you just, you just feel that you, what is formed on the road in a pack is what we seek in a club to form everywhere else. Just that bond and that trust and that love and that passion that we have for motorcycles, that it all culminates in that pack ride. Yeah. And in, in the way, the way that I see it, like as a, as a metaphor, like for a club, that moment of pack riding, like where you're in sync doing it, like that's what communion is at church. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you're you're partaking of a single thing, like you're becoming, you're communing with the road all together. You you're living today together or dying together, and it, it like really, you're not saying a word to one another. You're not hanging out. You're not doing high fives. You're both focused on what you're doing, but at the same time, so enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 just a weird thing, but it really does actually build bonds of affection and trust. And love and loyalty. Yeah. Like, with, without any word spoken, it builds those attributes. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine how you, <coughs> Devin and Mike, both feel. Yeah, I can realize you can't see me, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how the bond you guys must have from, like, the hours you guys have spent bar to bar and on the road together. Because I know that, uh, I'm going to call him my brother. I'm not a full patch member of the club that we I ride with, but he is my brother because this man, when I sit bar to bar to him, I know where he's going. I know what he's doing. I don't have to look at him. I don't have to think. I just know because yeah. we've, we spent so much time tight. We can ride super close and, uh, we get each other. I scare a lot of people that I ride with because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. You're, you're among friends. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but when I ride with him, there's no fear. We know that we trust each other, that in that corner, that if it tightens up and I need to 
put it down a little bit farther and just hammer into that corner and twist twist into it a little harder, I know that he's going to do the exact same and we're going to come out of that per- perfectly. Yeah, yeah, you become one. It's like flow state mentality, yeah. right? Like, it, yeah. it's, it's like It's like the kind of when you're meditating and or you're doing something technical or something you deeply love and you get into that flow state mentality where you're not overthinking anything. Your instincts are just kicking in and doing the right thing all the time. And when the guy beside you is also in that state and your flow states match up because of time next to each other, you become one. Yeah, like absolutely. it's really, it's really intimate. Like I know that sounds kind of gay, but <laughs> <laughs> no, there is a certain level. Of, well, that's because we've, it's we've, we, we've uh, toxified the idea of intimacy, yeah, of I, masculine intimacy. And, and we, exactly. intimacy, we're here to re- reclaim that. <laughs> in- intimacy amongst men is not a gay thing. No. no, it's not a bad thing. It's not an, un- it's not an unmasculine thing. Like it's good. But it is a thing to be checked. got to keep it in check. Keep it in check. Like when you when you when you when you pull into a into a hotel and you realize that the the wall between the bedroom and the bathroom is just glass, you like, yeah. you, you just gotta have a rule: eyes on the other side of the room. A lovely man, you not need gay. To be checked. <laughs> no homo. Hetero life mates. I I do remember back in the day, you and I were riding six years ago to this day almost. We were riding in Newfoundland, and you and I were. Uh, we're having to do, we went on a pack ride with these people and they were going staggered, but they were doing a good pace. So we're going to ride however the pack is riding. And some guys that were behind us who had never seen us ride together got to see how in unison we are. So when they were doing, they the, the other crew that was there was doing switching sides. So you switch from the left side of the lane to the right side and the right to the left. because Well, they were, well what, what happened was one of the guys leading the pack stepped out of the pack to block traffic. Yeah. And so... Everyone switched. Everyone switched sides to keep the symmetry the same. Yeah. It was weird. You don't do that when you're doing bar to bar, but when stagger packs do it, I guess that, you know, person. We'd never done it before, but in that moment. But we know know what we're doing well enough to be able to just roll with the punches, but it looked pretty cool. Seeing Mm -hmm. seeing the whole pack just kind of like weave in and then go to the other side like a zipper. Like it was was actually pretty sick. I didn't, I was, I was focused. I don't remember that part, but apparently the guys, I just remember doing it. I don't remember doing it, but I remember doing it kind of thing. I don't visualize it, but apparently Devin and I were doing it so well. And the guys who had never ridden with us before, well, they ridden with us a little bit bar to bar, but they didn't see us in that point, and they got to see Devin and I when we were switching. It was in unison. Him and I, when he was crossing over, I was crossing over same time. There was no no lag, not him, then me, or me, then him. It was just same time we were switching. And we got to build that through riding together with time. I know how Devin rides. He knows how I ride. He knows that... If I'm pushing into his corner, he can hold his line. Because I have moved over. I've had to. I was going um, down the South Taylor Hill. So we were, I was heading north. And as it switched to a two-lane and we're about to pass somebody, the set, the, the oncoming traffic yeah, actually freaking, has a freaking semi-truck. Freaking semi-truck cuts the corner on us. And he was cutting into my lane. Well, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on inside lane. And he's on my side. I'm like... I got nowhere to go. I got a guy right beside me, so I have to lean closer to him. I have to, in a corner, so I'm turning left into this corner, and I have to go further onto the right. I'm pushing our own guy into the right, but he he didn't move. He kept his line, and he trusted me. 
I don't know how close it was. I just felt like I could have it my wasn't, head to... It wasn't as bad as you think it was? <laughs> no, but it, it, it wasn't something I was ready for. But knowing the guy next to me was where he was supposed to be allowed me the opportunity to move over. Yeah. And it wasn't just, a matter just of... Just don't fucking panic. Don't panic. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people who panic. <laughs> Grab the coward lever hard. Like, no, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> Especially at the front of the pack. When you're at the front, there's no coward lever. You, you, you ride into the wall. <laughs> One of us rides into a wall. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> See you at the hospital. <laughs> I remember after you hit a wall, it was so horrible because you had an adrenaline kick in and you're like no i'm fucking fine i'm good and you pick up the motorcycle, up, road up the motorcycle. Rash. <laughs> it's got like broken clutch broken brown and you couldn't run it yeah 15 minutes later I'm like oh this is bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah there uh, you can't ride together and not get a few bumps and scrapes <laughs> i i i don't have that many though i know you're the lucky one fuck I, you <laughs> Accept that. I will take that. <laughs> You'll take that. Fuck you. I will take that. Fuck you. With 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 some bourbon. <laughs> I've been pretty lucky. Like I've never short of like some slow speed, <laughs> stupid shit. But I've not no, yeah. nothing yet at high speed. Like I've come a close a couple times and made my my butthole pucker. Just re- <laughs> just recently, I was telling Mike about coming off the ferry and we were clipping on it pretty good. We we're trying to beat the rain and. There's a lot of construction going on, uh, whatever highway, the highway one or whatever. And, uh, I came around the corner and all of a sudden the pavement dropped about six inches and my back end just started swinging in the corner. I just leaned into it and just twisted harder (laughs) and it came out. That's dicey. I hate it when bikes do that. When when they start the death wobble, like it's... When you're lean, that's like, I... I've experienced like a bit going straight, but like when you're leaning into that corner and it's either wobble or die, you're like, <laughs> you got to wobble a bit and just kind of let it ride it out. Yeah. Just let, <laughs> let that rubber grip and go. When we were in Penticton, uh, was that last year we were riding around the, like some of those lakes and stuff. So oh, I had yeah. Carissa on the back with me. And <laughs> so th- there was one corner. I was at the head of the three of us. We were going. Yeah. Where you spent most of the time. Yeah. We, 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 we were going <laughs> pretty good. Should. But, yeah. That was on like one of the really kind of tight technical roads. We weren't really flying, but going pretty good. But like with Carissa on the, on the bike with me, like the suspension sunk all the way down and I bottomed out halfway through the corner and it like almost stood the bike straight up. <laughs> it was like, oh, that was a pucker moment. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to tell anybody about that one. <laughs> Pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, I meant to do that. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And Carissa, she's as cool as a cucumber on the motorcycle. She's just like, yeah, whatever. I know you have it. Isn't it great when our wives has like almost more confidence than we have in ourselves? Balls of steel. <laughs> yes. Well, I, don't, I think they don't know what's going on half the time. <laughs> Which is good. That's yeah, saving that's grace perfect. sometimes. <laughs> as long as it feels like we meant to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a wife. That's right. I, I'm just assuming. <laughs> just confidence is key. Confidence yeah, exactly. is key. Oh, the things I've gotten away with was confidence. <laughs> if you can tell somebody something with a straight face and have complete confidence in it, you don't even have to be telling the truth. You can be telling complete bullshit, but if you say it, correctly oh yeah people believe you you like, listen you can so you, can you have listened to the podcast before <laughs> in my <laughs> sleep yes <laughs> yeah Nigel, it, wake up wake yeah. up <laughs> you're talking to yourself 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was asking Nigel before the podcast if he'd listen to any. He's like, well, yeah, but I kind of fell asleep during them. I'm like, oh, that's a ringing endorsement. But I guess <laughs> throughout the night he hears little clips of us, you know, talking in his ear. I'm like, well, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> we need to we need to so include hear... <laughs> Nigel's subliminal messaging in future episodes. <laughs> Just if you ever hear us talking to somebody in a whisper, <laughs> it's either to Dave in his bathtub or you in your sleep. <laughs> Hi, Dave. <laughs> Bubble bath, Dave. There we go. Bubbles. <laughs> oh, it. I think he was actually at one point considered something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. I love you, man. I know. Miss you, dude. All right, so I do want to bring up one other area which you and I have in common is the bond that you have when you ride with somebody is, is everyone tries to say like it's completely unique, that it's the only place that you can get it. Another place that you can get it is in the cage. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people don't understand it because well, I mean, not yeah. many people I, do it. I think that's real bullshit to say this is the only place oh, you no. can. Oh, no, but there are people who say is, that. This is a place, but I don't even think it's the best or most intense place. I, I mean, I, up, I think. It is up there. I think <laughs> the Brotherhood of War probably Oh, yeah. It. No, that, like, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> like, I just say it, it's up there. <laughs> we're not dodging IEDs together. Like, it's, it, let, let's not pretend it's like that. <laughs> you haven't tried to get out of the house this week today. <laughs> I have children. <laughs> I had children. Uh,. But yeah, no, the cage fighting is another thing that you got to do. And yeah. I saw your fight and you were swinging for the fucking fences. That's about all I got. I'm about a one trick pony. If I can block punches with my face and, and swing Power real shots. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it looks like, oh man, this guy's telegraphing. He's swinging from the backyard. And it's like, I don't care how much he swings from the backyard. If he, if he clips you, you're fucking going down. And that's what happened. I twisted his fucking head off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where can a guy find that fight? Like, that's an entertaining on fight. U- on YouTube. Yeah. Just, do you, do you want to give a plug for it? Like, kind of say where it is? Or you yeah, want to I, just link it in the uh, Instagram, the, the cram? We're yeah, just fucking horrible at Google my name, Nigel Drapo uh, versus Hamza Azizi. Hamza Azizi. All right. If you want to know which one's Nigel, he's the guy that knocks the other guy yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> so, You'll know at the I'm end. I'm the white guy. <laughs> he's yeah. the white guy standing at the end. Like, history. <laughs> I don't know though. Like if somebody that doesn't, probably, if will, somebody doesn't know you and you're wearing the right shirt buttoned up to the top there, you can you can pass for Mexican cholo oh, for any sure. day of the week. Oh, I look like I've done time with yes, him too. <laughs> could probably pass as MS13 on some when some people the way some people look at me. Right? You, don't, you don't have enough. I hate to say it, but you don't have enough face tattoos yeah. to get away with MS13. You're you're close. <laughs> He's got more than I do. Yeah, more than most of us. Yeah. I was, that, have I ever told you the story of my face tattoo? No. no I've never heard cool. that story. It's a good story. So. Uh, it, I'm guessing drugs were involved. Well, when <laughs> I got it, yes, yeah. But <laughs> I, I promised my wife. I was married. I'm separated now for eight years. But I promised her I'd never tattoo my face. And then uh, as soon as she she left me for another dude, and I was like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> and I went and I I paid a friend of mine that. Probably shouldn't have been given anything, but we, I sat on his kitchen table and he tattooed my face. I think I know the same guy. <laughs> I think that's who did my arm. Yeah, yeah probably. Okay. Kitchen so, tattoos. So, so we've all got sketchy tattoos in the basement <laughs> or kitchen of somebody that shouldn't be tattooing anybody. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's where this one came from. Was, so you got a spite tattoo. That's like, like yeah. that's the def, that is almost a little, almost a little de- literal definition of cutting off your nose to spite your face <laughs> you know like like so i've had so many like funny p- things like people are like 
you must really like the Avengers. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm oh, like, that's hilarious. Like, you, you tattooed the Avengers symbol on your face. I'm like, <laughs> the, the A. I'm oh, like, no, 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 no. It's not the Avengers. Oh. <laughs> But the fact that I had to explain that it's not the Avengers is like, like uh, I, I would have homeschool your children. Be- <laughs> That's, that is the definition of homeschool. Turn, turn off Disney Plus. Yes. Yeah. Like that. You I'm surprised. Okay, did system. you get any Sons of Anarchy? Kind of like oh, Anarchy, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, so, oh, you so must fucking love what that. it is. It's a you little what, anarchy. I, eh? Yeah, I yeah. Ha- I have. I, this was pre Sons of Anarchy. Just so you don't think I'm trying to like dick ride or anything like that. <laughs> I, I, I was actually a legitimate dick ride. Right. Is, is that, that a good? <laughs> I, I have a definition, uh, a, a <laughs> saying about anarchists. Okay, let's finish the face tattoo story. <laughs> face tattoo, or was that it? That was basically okay. it, yeah. You cut so off anarchy, your nose to spite you, your face. So it, that's something that you actually ascribe to for a while. I I would probably say for the the vast majority of my, like my body is ta- like most of my tattoos were slights towards God. I have uh, on my inner arm. I have a Slayer lyric. I keep my Bible in a pool of blood so none of its lies can affect me. That's why I tattooed a Bible in a pool of blood on my arm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you're scared of Jesus, then that would be a interesting way to protect yourself from, uh, from, <laughs> from you know, the blood of Jesus. From, yeah. from Bible indoctrination. <laughs> and I like, can imagine it would smell pretty bad after a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one way. <laughs> super, super literal lyrics. I take things very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel real fucking uh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should all feel dumb. Yeah. If you don't feel dumb about your past, you're, oh, uh, you're, you're probably not, not paying attention. You're no. not paying attention. You're not learning. You're you not growing. Right. You didn't do it right. <laughs> I feel dumb about something I said last week. As opposed, <laughs> like if you're saying anything important, you're gonna say something wrong. It's just. You got to say stuff because you're talking out your thoughts. And that's yeah. what we do here half our time is okay. actually talking out our thoughts. So, so tattoos, every one of them or the ones you got during that period are all a slight against God. A large amount of them. Yeah. Okay. So I have like I have Satan. I have a, a zombie Jesus. Because yeah. if you die and come back to life, you're a zombie. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. I have pentagrams on my shoulders. See, I wanted to get zombie Jesus, Jesus tattooed or not tattooed, painted on my bike. And that's as a Christian, I wanted to get zombie <laughs> Jesus put on my bike. Most Christians don't yeah. get it. No. <laughs> so what was the, like, what was the motivation for doing images to spite God? You know, I just, I think it comes back to like, I felt a calling on my life. Yeah. Cause um, like, how, how do you do that unless you're acknowledging that God's presence in your life? And that just did it. Like, you know, like you don't do that if you're like, yeah, whatever, fairy tale bullshit, you know? Yeah. That's not atheism. Like that's actual wrestling with, with, with a God and creator. And that's just it. Like, I even think that like almost everybody that ever is proclaimed to be an atheist to me, you dive into it and, and really they fall more of an agnostic where they just. That or they've got hurt feelings. Yeah. 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 It, very rarely do you find somebody who's atheist completely on objective grounds. Yeah. yeah. And, and most of the time it has to do with the hypocritical, hypocritical church and they'd like, oh no, it hasn't like, oh, look at all the hypocrites. It's like that, that has nothing to yeah. do with I, God. I think, I think <laughs> logical atheists, atheists exist. Oh yeah. But it's a smaller percentage than people think. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, I'm just going to say really quick, fuck what we were going to talk about before. We're just going to keep going on this. This is a lot more fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're we're kind of just riffing. Interview with Nigel. <laughs> Nigel. Nigel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you know what I get when I talk to people on the phone? They ask me if I'm black. I'm like, what? Is Nigel a black name? Like Tobias. <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> I hear that Tobias mean? and I think of what was that Arrested Development? <laughs> yes. But everybody thought, like, when, whenever people hear his name on there, they thought that girl was married to a big black guy. So they were all scared until they met him. Like, <laughs> why do people keep making that mistake? Oh, I wish I were black. I really do. We got to yeah. get a black guy on the show. So anarchy, like ascribing to anarchy, what, what does it mean to you? So for me, like, I just looked at it. I, I did what I want, when I want, how I wanted. And I lived a lot, like... Especially, like, once I, like, got to the point with my, my drug use and stuff where I, I, like, completely stepped outside of society and I was, like, homeless and I was on the street. But I did whatever I wanted. And if I wanted something, I took it. And if you were bigger than me, I was getting punched out because I was trying to take it, right? Like, I just had this attitude and this mentality that if I want something, I'm going to take it and it's mine. And if I'm bigger or meaner than you, I'm taking it. And if somebody else is bigger or meaner, well, I guess they earned it. <laughs> My well, face did get punched in a few times pretty good. <laughs> okay. You uh, you do have a pretty good face for somebody who's been punched in. Like, you, you yeah, don't... know. You're a handsome man. I'm, gonna I'm say like, not, not going to knock it. I'm just saying, like, you don't look like you have a whole lot of scar tissue. You got some, but not horrible amount. Like, yeah, like I saw you dressed in a suit today. I'm like, yeah. damn. <laughs> I want to hit on that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Chick, chicks are missing out. Yeah. Not, yeah. Hashtag not that kind of club. Yeah. <laughs> if you got to keep yeah. saying it, it's starting to sound... <laughs> Oh my god! I don't yeah, want to say I'm so glad we're again. Somebody else has to die because so. <laughs> <laughs> that's about only the time I've put on a suit. Honey, <laughs> kidding! It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I, I was waiting to I pull that, that one, one out. <laughs> that's what. No. <laughs> you've heard that one, right? Yeah, I assume. I assume you've heard it. I just, we, uh, we have not said it on the podcast up until this point. <laughs> it's funny, and if you don't think it's funny, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> you're listening to the wrong podcast, uh, so fuck off. Oh, I've got so many people that are like, oh, you're you're just like everybody else, so there's nothing that sets you apart and as a Christian. I'm like, dude, like, this is Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm not but... like you. I'm sorry. And this is not for the Christians. It really isn't. This, if it is for if you're a Christian, listen. It's cool. Welcome, but this, it's not for it, you. This but is it's for not, us. It's not not for them. No, it's just it's not for Ned Flanders. It's yeah. not for Ned. <laughs> it's it's really not. It really it's not for Ned. Yeah. This this is for for us that are just kind of like tired of fake baloney, or <laughs> for guys, yes. or for guys that that grow up in in the clubhouse scene and. You know, want to talk about deep things, but at the same time feel awkward about just the way they talk or their language oh. or like this, this one's for you. Like, yeah. And, oh man, I've got some gold for one of the future episodes. It's, oh, I'm telling you, man, I'm sitting on gold on this one. The, not this one. This one's good. It's good. It's great. <laughs> you you, have, got an, you have an idea percolating oh. in your, in your head womb. It, it, it'll penetrate your soul. <laughs> Proverbially. Proverbially. Anyways, uh, where were we? Okay, so I have a little thing when it comes to anarchy. Uh, anarchy is juvenile libertarianism. You know, the idea of libertarianism is a more, I, I think, a more sophisticated way of looking at anarchy. Hmm. 
And do you... Okay, I, well, you can't say that without defining what libertarianism to you is. Well, libertarianism I, is you know, a lot like anarchy, but an understanding of a role of government. A lot of anarchists believe the government has zero role in place in society, in any society. It should just be a chaos. But a libertarian has a, we understand that there is a role for government, even though I don't agree with them interfering in any part of my life. Ah, small government. Not small big, government. Right? But a lot of anarchists are like, no, fuck all government. If you are government, fuck you. And that's where I'm, I, I think that a lot of people are like, no, anarchy is the way to go. I'm like, yes, ideally that would be great. Well, but, I mean, until, until you get some kind of charismatic leader that gets a whole bunch of people into a cult of personality and then they exercise their power over yes. other people that aren't organized. Like, you know, you can't be an individual, you can't be an individualist because you don't exist in a vacuum. Yeah. And there's always going to be people that try to take advantage of others. That's right. And I think that's where the libertarians are able to um, stem some level of competency of, okay, we need to understand that there is a role for government. There is a role to have a leader in place, but their, their, their reach should be very limited will simultaneously have the ability to influence change. And that's where anarchy and liberty, and that's why I refer to it as juvenile anarchy, like juvenile libertarianism, because if you're an, a true anarchist, will find their way to libertarianism. Uh, but, yeah, if you're just in that way of there should be no government, yes, yes, I get it. Communism would be great, too. <laughs> I fucking hate well, both. I mean, that's yeah. like... I know they're I know they're polar opposites in a lot well, of ways. I mean, communism is a highly governmental system, yes. because everybody has to pool their money for one for one for the, entity, for the greater good the for common. one for one entity to then distribute it all. So I mean, yeah. like that's the biggest version. Like that's like the anti-anarchism. Yes, which is why anarchy and social or and communism slash socialism will never work. I mean, they won't. They can't. Anar speaking. Anarchy doesn't work because it it's it can't, involves people. It can't be a system. Yeah. Like it, it only works as a personal philosophy. It can't work as a societal philosophy. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what, and, and, and with that understanding that it can't work as a, 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 a larger thing pushes you into a libertarian view. Okay. So I didn't know we were going to talk about anarchy today, but. Nigel's face did not say that we were <laughs> yeah, going to talk about I'm sorry. I've never discussed it in all the years I've known Nigel. We've and never been like, talk tell me what's up with your face today. <laughs> We okay. finally got half a whiskey in you to talk about <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out a phrase there, and I want to hear both of your opinion on it because apparently it's a real thing. I just discovered this about a month ago. So there is a movement happening right now called Christian Anarchy. Now, without explaining what it is, like how how does that phrase hit each of you? I I don't know. I honestly don't because I'm trying to, to, to culminate the two, like collide the two. And how how would I, I, I would assume, based on just hearing that, it's a, a, a not a governance of government, but a governance by uh, by Christians and, and individualism. Like not seeing yourself as a community, but as an individual Christian and having to dictate how you live your life and how you practice your faith as an individual and not in a corporate setting. So it's kind of like a decorporatized faith community. That's just basically what I'm going on to without any well, yeah, kind of... I haven't given you any context. Any context yeah. at all. That's all right. my read on it. Okay, Nigel, go. So 
that sounds like some hyper charismatic God told me to do stuff and I'm special and I'm going to do whatever I want sort of ideology. It's because you're not in the circle. You can't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus told me this and this is what I have to do. And he flew in my window and he told me these things. Like, That's so know. funny. <laughs> I got it while flopping around on the ground. What can I say? <laughs> oh, wow. We just offended a group that's probably not listening. All right, two, <laughs> two charismatic Neds. Cheers. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> oh, Listen, I'm not saying all charismatics are like that. <laughs> Dad, I think Rod is speaking in tongues. <laughs> Sorry, son, it's just the fever talking. Not this time. <laughs> Oh, I have trouble when it comes to the people speaking in tongues, mostly because oh, but that, that's a whole says. that's a whole sacred oh. slaughterhouse episode right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great one. I'm gonna write All that right. one down. You keep going on this Christian. You, I'm you, gonna you, write heard, this you down. heard it here first. The soon there will be a sacred slaughterhouse on speaking in tongues. <laughs> do, you, do you know what the sacred slaughterhouse is? No. All right. So every now and then we do a mini episode, which is like about thirty to forty minutes, and we take a common Christian belief that seems like a sacred cow and we take it to the slaughterhouse we shoot it in the head i like it yeah i feel like john MacArthur would uh get on board with that (laughs) (laughs) well until he finds himself walking into the sacred slaughterhouse like a lamb to the slaughter (laughs) we all do it all right so christian anarchy how i understood it is how it was described as a movement is about how like Christians are wanting to withdraw themselves from the political sphere. Like essentially like like eschewing nationalism, eschewing like government uh like interventionism. Government interventionism or like no longer endorsing candidates or things like that. Just saying like this is the world's deal. No. Well, we're, some, we're something different. Fuck the world. Fuck uh, the government and all that stuff. Sounds very tribal. We are doing our own thing. We're about the kingdom of God, not about your system. And it's about the whole church, essentially. Abandoning the abandoning, space of politics. Abandoning the space of worldly politics. I think it is a horribly dangerous <clears throat> movement. If if that is what it is. If that's That's a horrible, horrible idea. Well, I think the church was created to not be part of politics. Like, Give unto Caesar what's Caesar's. Give yes. unto God what's God's. But if the world's God's, or uh, as a Christian understands, the world's God's, so why don't, then we're going to take it. Now, the reason I think it's a horrible idea is because you don't abandon the space just because, oh, we disagree, so we're just going to, instead of actually fighting for what we believe in, we're going to abandon the space completely. It's It's like, no. That doesn't mean you stop fighting. It just means that you fight differently. Uh... I don't think that you should abandon the space because it's just, well, just going to make it worse and worse and worse. That, that's assuming. And it's going like, to influence your children. It's going to influence your next generation of children because you'll be yeah. like, oh, we, we try not to interfere because we don't want to offend. That's the same no, idea of not offending. It's not about we don't want to offend anybody, so we're, going to, we're not going to partake. We're saying all y'all are fucking evil. We're doing our own thing. We're doing our own schools. We're not getting down with your program. You think the government would let them do their own schools? 
if, if push came to shove, let's just say hypothetically this idea of, of uh, uh, abstaining from any kind of influence in our government at all, do you really think this government, the way that it's set up, without any opposition, would allow you to continue doing your own thing? Because if you're Pro- not prob- fighting for your probably liberty, not. They're, no, probably they're not. not. But isn't there a nobility in fighting for your own liberty to be like, no, we're not participating in your agenda? Yeah. We're, oh, so, doing, we're so, doing our own okay. thing, so regardless of how much pressure you put on us. Okay, so, the, okay. Criminalizing every single Christian out there, making them outlaws you inadvertently. Could be. No, you, you would, they, they would eventually be doing it. Yeah. That, 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 it's just the way it is. Yeah, well, that's but, what the church was founded upon. Yeah, you're essentially standing up against the world system and saying, like, your whole, poli- your, your whole political sphere here is your own thing. It doesn't represent the kingdom of God. Yeah, I know we could be more right on here, more left on there. No, we're just saying, F all that. We're making our own thing. Yeah, if they're willing to stand. If they're willing to stand up for it. If they're willing to actually stand and bear the consequences. And that's why I don't think they're willing to do. They're not willing to bear the consequences of becoming outlaws. Because that's the thing. Outlaws are outlaws for a reason. You don't. You don't adhere well, that's, that's to the not, worldly that, views, and then no, but no, that, that's why it's, that's why it's not a big thing, though. Yeah, because most Christians are like, well, no, we want to be a part of the Republican system. Like, I mean, it, truthfully, like most yeah. most Christians are like, no, we want to be a part of the conservative movement. We want to be involved in politics. We want there to be laws that that make everybody do what we want to do. Yes, but to be, you know, I guess to in, to. In, go into that that stream of, I guess, Christian anarchy would be more libertarian. You're just like, yes, but then look get at the, the government, get the government out of it. Let the heathens do whatever they will do. We're not passing judgment on them. Look at the farms. Yeah. I know, there's the, okay. I know there's a dark side to this. <laughs> All right. So there are some places north of town where we live that are, what are they, colonies or farms? I don't yeah. know what to fucking call them. I mean, yeah. You get, they're they're at colonies, the, at that point, you get to cults. Because <laughs> if, you, if you don't have any bigger hierarchy yeah, then you keep, can you can spin off into some weird areas without accountability and yeah. that's what happened that's the biggest danger i see of okay we're going to do our own thing well what's to stop a very hyper charismatic individual from, from starting coming a monastery in? no sorry <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking no one is listening at this point i love i love monasteries but do it within your hierarchy <laughs> yeah so don't just start your own shit don't start your own that's shit. a cult it's getting there. All right. So, and that's where the problem is that you get a charismatic individual or somebody who gets ingrained into that colony uh, that is wherever it is, and it turns into a cult. It turns into us, a very tribal, us versus them, us against the world, and us against any other colony that's out there. Because you're not going to be in unison with other places. You're going to meet up with a different farm that has the fucking exact same idea. And they're going to say, no, you don't have this part right. And it's like, no, fuck you. We're going to war now. <laughs> like, yeah. but, I, mean, I, I understand where it's coming from. And I understand the heart of it. And I, I respect the heart of it. But fucking don't do it. <laughs> but at the same time, like what Nigel said is right. Like the church was founded on one. Sorry. Not being stuck in the pharisaical system. Mm-hmm. And two, also not being stuck in the other binary of being stuck into the Roman imperial system. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a lot of I... a lot of people died though. Lots <laughs> of mar- lots of martyrdom. Lots that, of death. That's just the thing is like <clears throat> if you're gonna stand like that, there's consequences. Oh yeah. yeah. 
And like Leviathan and Behemoth do not abide by that. Yeah. You're, people are going to die in the jaws of those two monsters if you decide to go a third way. Yeah, but so, you can't just do it alone. It has to be within a greater community, like a great like, and not not just your little clan. Sorry, I'm hand talking. I hit the microphone. Not just within your little clan, but like the church has to extricate itself from being stuck in a worldly binary system. Yes, but that's... Hmm. See, I'm, I'm going through the struggle right now when it comes to some of this stuff because uh, we are moving our kids into homeschools. And so yeah, you're doing it. Christian you're, idea. you're being a Christian anarchist. Oh, fucking fuck you. <laughs> you're doing it, brother. In the middle of the city. I might know a guy that can give you a tattoo. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You get another A. An A for a. effort. <laughs> For effort, effort. <laughs> Say it with the Mennonite accent. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I am. I am having the same exact struggle when it comes to a lot of things because we're putting our kids in homeschool, and it's it's this, this really hard idea of we don't want to be we don't want to expose our kids to some of the shit that's literally destroying some children. And I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to subject my kids to this stuff. Well, simultaneously, be like, they're going to be subjected to it sooner or later. We are trying to prepare them for it. Now, where is the difference of being but in the you, world? Do you, not you just the world want them to encounter the wild, or do you want them to be indoctrinated by it? And that's what I'm worried about. And that—that's why I'm so. Uh, when if you hear about a parent putting their kids in homeschool, they're not doing it as an easy. Dis- you think it's fucking easy taking your kids? I've got four fucking kids. <laughs> that's, that's not one. No offense, brother. That's not two. That's not fucking three. Three is hard. I get it. Cause after, but after three, they start taking care of themselves. But, but one's still a baby, though. <laughs> but one's still a very small. You had kids really close together, so they're all still young. Yes. Not, none of them are responsible yet. Yeah, none of them are smart enough. You still to got a co- hard couple of years ahead of you. <laughs> and then you have teenage um, years oh, of rebellion and bullshit. Like, oh, man. C in 20? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Have kids, come, they Come said. above water in 20? Fun, they said it would uh, be. <laughs> oh, it is the single hardest thing I've ever done. I've, I've, I've been punched in the face, and I would rather be punched in the face. <laughs> oh, I am butterfingers today. He slipped with... Oh, you didn't spill a whole lot, though. No, I Good caught job. it. I, but it's it's nice whiskey. You don't let that go to waste. That's right. But there was a, a jug of punch today that I dropped right in my crotch. Oh. <laughs> Is that with the wet chair I sat in? Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you left to go get your clothes, I <laughs> bloop, tipped it right over, right into crotch. It <laughs> took a while for that to dry out. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about what we're drinking then since we're here. All right. So we got the bullet out. But we also got breakup whiskey. Oh, yes, we do. We got to bring up breakup whiskey. I got a brother down south who came up, and uh, apparently he got his heart broken uh, shortly before, after? No. During. During. He got a bottle of whiskey for his birthday. Like, happy birthday. Here's a nice, a half-decent bottle. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's good. I mean, 12-year-old Glenn Livett, that's that's, that's fantastic. It's a good good whiskey. Good scotch. And then the chick broke his heart. <laughs> I don't know if broke his heart. Broke up with him. And so we got a heartbreak whiskey. Steven, you're probably not listening, but fucking love you, man. <laughs> Thanks for the whiskey. If he is, he's probably falling asleep. <laughs> and hearing his name. Like, what? <laughs> oh, 
No, he's too busy posting on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, oh, he needs to listen to the he, Soul Stealer episode. Oh, he really does. He has he has some good social media games. Oh, if I was to bring a guy sure. on as our social media guy, it would be him or Mike. Oh, he'd be worth his weight in gold. Like, oh, the, either either because I'm not doing it. Either Stretch or Steve would would take us to new heights because we fucking suck at social media. I don't, that's because social media sucks. Balls. It really does. <laughs> it really does. It literally sucks your soul from your body and, and just ruins your life, especially if you're looking. And I have a hard enough time not looking at our numbers when it comes to our stats of how many downloads we have and this, that, and the other. That's all I care about is how many downloads because I don't see it as, oh, we got 500 downloads. No, that's 500 Hours of minimum content. because some of, some of our episodes are like two and a half to three, yeah, two and a half. Yeah, some of we, really we've gotten big. better so, at cutting the fat out. Yes, but some like some of the early ones were long. Oh, they were very long, and we're trying to not do that because because nobody listens to no the long listen, ones because we're competing with some giants out there, and we can't compete with the giants. How how do you compete with Joe Rogan? How do you compete with? Uh, I don't know. The ones I listen to are like Crowder and stuff like that who were put on 45 minutes well, an we hour. Just, we just need the hipster guys. They're like, yeah, we were into them before they were big. Yeah. <laughs> hey. We, we need a bunch of those guys. If you're listening right now, you're into That's us like before the we were cool. like guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were into those bikes before they were cool. Oh, yeah. shit. They're still not cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cafe Razors, they're, they're fucking cool, man. They, you I like love them? them. I love I Cafe know. Razors, but I good w- ones. Like, not the one where okay. they took a, Not ones where they they took an old, an old Japanese thing and like bobbed its fender and then put little club man bars on. But like, like real like old school triumphs, like Thruxtons, like ones, uh, that, ones that have like beautiful parallel twin engines in there and like the flat seat with like the little fairing on the front or so on gutless. the back. No, those things are fast. Are they? Your your bike is gutless. It is. It's because it's dead right now. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Like cruisers are gutless. Oh like, so, yes, yeah, that is they, true. They just are. They got yeah. torque, but whatever. They gas out. But like these these cafe racers, even when they're small parallel yeah. twins, uh, screaming two fifties that are they just... they scream and they're lightweight. Yeah. Plus they sound like a like a like a twin. Yeah. Like they don't have that you know ninja sound. Like yeah. they sound like twins. Yeah. With a set of straight pipes on there, it's like they're. Badass. Have you yeah. met the guys that ride a cafe racer though? Yeah, we okay, know. Well, I know one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like, pla- plaid shirts and like fake beards. And and tried... those fucking jeans that are so tight and rolled up at the bottom and fucking. <laughs> I, kn- I know your credit card number because I can see it the Instead of going to clubhouses, they're going to get lattes. Yeah, yeah. I, I know the type. They suck, but their bikes are fucking cool. <laughs> if More you ride a cafe brains, racer, yeah. you know how <laughs> Devin feels about. I really want to throw that nickname out there. Ours <sighs> to Dirty D. Dirty. If you're this far in, Dirty D. What do you think, Dirty D? A little, little too easy. I don't know if it hits the mark though. Good. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> oh, that's such a relief. No, it's because you high. You hold him in high regard. Well, of course I do. <laughs> Shut up, Michael. Shut. Shut your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I think that fits you more than him. <laughs> the Dirty B. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you! I already claimed bike oh, Mike. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you know what they say? You can't pick your own name. That's yeah. true, but it doesn't rhyme. Mikey B, the dirty B. Oh, <laughs> that would fucking stick, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
judo flip. All right, if you're still listening, go ahead, have your say, Dirty D or Biker B. Well, fuck, I can't even, you can't even say Dirty B. It doesn't sound right to me. She's just a G-B. Biker Mike and Dirty B. I, I like Dirty Mike. Dirty Mike. There you go. That's a new, that's a new contender, Dirty, Dirty Mike. Mike. And the boy is going to have sex in a Prius. <laughs> That's a fucking great movie. What was that? The other guys? That's the other guys. Dirty Mike and the Boys. Dirty Mike and the Boys. <laughs> I, I'd take Dirty Mike. I would take Dirty <laughs> Oh, my God. You fuck yourself hard there. Uh, I, every chance I get. Anyway. Uh, anarchy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, I don't know what it is, but I love it. <laughs> That's another great movie. I hope they never make a sequel. If they make a sequel, they'll ruin it. If they made a sequel to Talladega Nights, they would ruin the fucking movie. Well, yeah, you saw what they did to Anchorman, too. Oh, they're fucking horrible. Like, the first one is half decent, and the second one is garbage. They should just leave it alone. Let it die. Well, they gotta beat a dead horse every now and again, right? I'm telling you, the new Matrix is, is fucking junk. Really? I didn't it's, see it. It's like a sappy love story crossed <laughs> with bad acting. And like... I kind of like the idea of it of, hey, we're going to have a Matrix about the Matrix. Kind of that movie, the movie within, within a, mo- a movie within movie a movie. Within a it's, idea. Like, it's like a Russian doll. Egg yeah, doll. <laughs> a Russian egg doll or whatever they call it. I like the idea of that and I'm like really intrigued by it. Because a lot of people, if they say a movie sucks, I'm like, no, I want to see it. <laughs> see, like I, I, I thought it was going to be like, the trailer looks good, and it looks like they did, a, like, the cinematography was junk. Yeah. Like, it just, it was poorly done. Yeah. Like, it, in so many different aspects, and they were like... Do I have an un- unhealthy tust- trust with Keanu Reeves because of Keanu Reeves? Well, listen, this yeah. might this might ruin your trust in him, because I was like, what the fuck am I watching? This is a waste of three fucking hours. Yeah, just see, like... Even I don't know what's three, but... Even with the original trilogy... Like oh, the, the second one wasn't that great. The, uh, the second one was okay. The third one was dog shit. Like I mean, that was the all the way from the beginning. Made the Matrix was a case of diminishing returns with every yeah with the first every one, sequel. It was diminishing gold. returns. So but I mean, how do you follow this? Just it? tracks because some directors have a great idea and pull it off, capture lightning in the bottle, and then figure they can capture lightning in the bottle over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and don't realize that they're just not. Yeah. Like it, that's that's a director thing. Yeah, the new car shine wears off. <laughs> yeah, I mean the original Matrix, that movie ended perfectly. Oh yeah, like with you it could not, leave it at that. You they, could leave it at that point. Perfectly left it at that, and your imagination could have carried you on into whatever overall universe they were trying to cre- you know trying to create with it. <laughs> but the sequels, they just beat the mystery to death. And and just ruined it. Like so you know, you're idea. thinking of all the cool shit that you're gonna see in the real world, and then realize like, oh man, they we this should is, cancel. This isn't that cool. We should just not forward it to our children. If they ever ask, it's like, oh man, The Matrix is a great movie. Did they ever make more? No fucking no, they didn't. <laughs> nope. Just everybody in unison say no. We're not. Nobody buy it. Nobody <laughs> give it the attention of day. It it literally felt like Keanu Reeves was just trying to raise money for the next John Wick movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? If that's okay, the case, I that... support it. <laughs> I support it. Get another wick out there. I'm yeah. sorry, but of, of the movies that that did it three times, John Wick, fuck every single one of them. They're individually good. 
Like they they each have their own thing that just makes them like, oh, this is. I want to see it. I know I just, it's. Just I a love the fact that with up. with that character, he just destroyed all the all the like kind of the hey man, cool dude, chill vibes that he'd built up over all the movies before that. He's like, no, <laughs> anger and revenge. <laughs> Vengeance is mine. Like Revengeance is a good look on. Um, oh, Vengeance Keanu. is good, man. And and that's the thing. Like and he, with those movies, if you haven't seen any of the John Wicks, watch them all tonight. Yeah. You can if you got Prime. One shot. Just yeah. sit and waste your evening. Wake up at you like get to, get to five thirty in the morning. Your eyes are all bloodshot <laughs> and red. You're like Vengeance. It's because I release these on Wednesday nights. Really Looking at your late. dog, you're like, don't die or I'm gonna <laughs> snap. <laughs> <laughs> Never fuck with a man's dog, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the precipice, you better not die. You're all I have, fucking dog. <laughs> Your wife sitting next to you in bed like, uh, right here. <laughs> Rude. Oh my god. You love the dog more than me? Fucking right at you. Oh, that was so fun. I hope you guys are roll like in the ditch laughing at this. Except for Dave, you're in the bubble bath falling over drowning. Oh, that was so funny. Uh, bubble bath Dave and Dirty B. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty D is far too easy. But we can't we still gotta call you Devin, we just still call me Mike. It's just in the intro. We just <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, after that one you could be Dirty D. Uh, so, Anarchy. No, <laughs> I think we killed that. Yeah, we uh, shot that one on the head. <laughs> all right, I'm going to check our timeline really the quick. Thing with, the thing with Anarchy is it's just, like, it's just like what they said in Batman. You know, like, you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's just how it works. Like, you, you do it because you're raging against the system, and then you succeed and realize you have just become the system. Yeah. It just—it's a self-defeating mentality. Yeah, it really is. And and so tension, tension's the answer. Because like like where we're saying like with the early church, like on one hand, yes, they were rejecting the systems around them. On the other hand, they established a real hierarchy and stuck to their guns amidst persecution. But it is a system. And then that system went and kind of screwed up. <laughs> you know, like yeah. two thousand years of 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 that. Well, like it's because it was adopted by the government. The government, the Romans took it on as its own religion. It's like, this is our now national religion along with these other ones, but these are also ours. And it became part of the car- but corporate. But you can't demonize that either. Otherwise, we likely wouldn't even be Christians. Yes, mm-hmm. but. like, Yes, we can demonize. The world's complicated. Now, <laughs> the world is complicated. Now, now, it's the same idea that these people say that we're a Christian nation. What does it mean to be a Christian nation? Well, a lot of people think that as a Christian nation, we need to run ourselves as Christians. But when you inject Christianity into the schools. It is no longer about personal relationship. It is about, is this part of your identity as this a citizen of this country? So it takes away the personal responsibility that we talk about so often. We often talk about personal responsibility, but when you are being forced societally by the system to be a Christian, it's no longer about you. It's about your connection to the culture. So it doesn't allow you to take on your own role in your faith because it's not your role. It is your role as a citizen, not as an individual. Because by injecting prayer, by injecting school with religion, it's not about the struggle. It's about fitting in. But on the other hand, like when you remove that, you create a vacuum. 
And oh. what, what fills that vacuum? Satan. No, uh, <laughs> your own selfishness, desire. Satan. Satan. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, but, I don't need Satan's help. <laughs> but, no, I mean, no, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly so, it. That's so a, think about it. What has filled its place? Well, look at what's look at where our society is at. Just say it. I say uh, it, the, Michael. These, these, <laughs> the Soji agenda, sexual orientation, and genetic. Uh, so what do they call so it? So uh, a, a new propaganda has filled its place. Yes, and it hasn't done better. The, the the tendency uh, the the uh, what do they call it the suicidal tendencies that go along with the Soji agenda is unbelievable. It doesn't get better over time. Yeah. So again, like you know, you you're you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because you're either stuck with like some kind of material humanist or satanic agenda filling in the role, like in schools and governments and stuff like that, or you have the the role of whatever religion stepping in like, which makes it depersonalized which also will eventually lead to an uprising yeah and... because like ind- individualism doesn't work it it just it, it is a great philosophy and it can get you certain ways but it's it's just strictly impossible to be completely individualistic yeah so like you can't have your cake and eat it too yeah it's, it, it is a and that's why you were saying tension the balance, the the tearing between the two. You shouldn't you shouldn't be completely right wing or left wing. You shouldn't be completely uh, about the bachelor life or the married life. You should have this tension of where should we be in a society constantly. You should never be on completely one side because it becomes very tribal. And I think that's where Jordan Peterson talks about the conservatives needing the liberals and the liberals needing the conservatives. Because if you have yourself on one side or the other and it's like, no, fuck everybody who's not on my side. And you're just getting rid of that tension. Yeah, then you go off on a tangent. And then you turn into Germany or Russia. Both those things. <sighs> yeah, well, any time that the pendulum swings too far one way, it just goes too far right. Like you say, you end up with Nazi Germany. Yeah. Where everything is completely controlled. Fancy suits, though. Yeah. <laughs> Germany had style. Yeah. It did. <laughs> you, you can tell they had a gay guy that was putting together their uniforms. He, oh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name now. I think it's Hugo Boss. No, I think it was Hugo Boss. The guy who came up with the suits for the Germans. Is Hugo, like a very well-known stylist today. Yeah. Very our, fancy uniforms. Yeah. In, in, in our old organization, the... The uh, the prez once told me that uh, people often said that you know your your whole getup here looks kind of Nazi-ish. And he was like, "Well, thank you. They had style. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a reason I have these pins here or something like that is to emulate a certain amount of the look." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, really? It's You're not hilarious. doing yourself any favors there, buddy. No, but it's very funny. It's so funny, and it gets your attention. You're not even mad about it. You're like, "Shit, yeah. we don't own that." <laughs> Pins on the collar, button straight up. <laughs> Does it look like SS? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> That's the look I was going for. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> uh, I gotta look it up. I gotta make sure I don't want to misspeak. Uniform designer. 
anyways, yeah, no, the the they were yeah, it was Hugo Boss. I was right. Just making sure. Okay, so there is a certain level of this idea of the tension between the two because yeah, there's spiffy dressers, but look at the tyranny that goes along with it. And I know the other individual is like, oh, so you don't if have there's one any thing cl- we can learn from this is if you're a spiffy dresser, then you're chances, a fucking Nazi. chances are you're a Nazi. Okay. <laughs> good good where, to know. Where you heard <laughs> if your clothes don't fit right, you're probably a socialist commie bastard. <laughs> <laughs> right, these are just red flags. I'm not saying every nice dresser is a Nazi, God, but, it's could, but it's it could be a red flag. <laughs> it could be. But I've never. Hence why you wanted to get out I of have, your suit as soon as possible. <laughs> I have never seen a socialist in well fitting clothes. A socialist, most of the time, like. Uh, well, they're generally hand me downs. Yeah, they're hand me downs, <laughs> or uh, you get the next best thing. It's, oh, that jeans. guy died. You get his pants. <laughs> He starved to death and Z papers, Jim. We need Z papers. <laughs> oh, oh, it's so funny. Oh, I'm so glad we talked about it. I'm glad we shot the shit. What are we gonna name this one? Mm. Noigel. Noigel. <laughs> can, can, is there a way to Fucking spell that? Noigel. N e u. You gotta try and spell Noigel. that that Australian accent. <laughs> I could look it up. Do, do Aussies have like those little like, you know like, and there's an umlaut, <laughs> the two little dots up there that like Norwegian, you know, that you, that that uh, the Nor- Nordic Nordic, Nordic cultures kind of have the little umlaut, and it tells you where to put that little accent See, on. I don't even do know Aussies what it's have called. that? Because they should. So here's what I'll do. I'll look that up that way. You Noigel. could read something, and you could perfectly articulate the Aussie In accent, Australian. which is music to my ears. <laughs> Noigel, eh? <laughs> Uh, put another shrimp on the Barbie. Wrestle Gator. So if I put Nigel you into know? Google Translate, <laughs> put, the, put the put the Aussie the Aussie filter on Aussie, Aussie filter. See what comes up, and then I'll put that on the. Maybe, maybe there is, and I just don't realize that they have demarcations for uh, accent. I don't know. <laughs> Now I'm curious. I'll look it up later because we're not time for this shit. I feel like they speak the Queen's English. The Queen's. The Queen's <laughs> language. That's quite. <laughs> mind, mind if I speak Kings? Re- that reminds me of my time uh, when we were in South Carolina and I asked one of the brothers there. I'm like, hey, uh, excuse me, what is a holler? And they're like, what? I'm like, if you are down in a holler, as the country music says, what is a holler? <laughs> as the country music says. <laughs> the fuck is a holler? <laughs> And it turns exactly out, right. That's <laughs> what I was wondering because there's songs in country music that talk about a holler, and I'm like, what the yeah, fuck so is I, that? So I guess in the Blue Mountains or the Appalachias and stuff like that, where there's like these super old mountain ranges that are like ground down to nubs. They're not. They're hills. They're foothills at best, but technically it is a mountain range. Yeah. But I guess where one <laughs> mound meets another mound, and there's like a little valley. That's a holler, or or even where two valleys meet, like the, the, the like the V shape where they kind of intercede, inter, yeah. yeah, and and they come into one another. That's a holler, and I'm like, oh, I just thought it was a place where you yell at each other. No, I didn't, but <laughs> I so needed to know. More Instead of being like, so what's a holler? What's a holler? You're like, excuse, like, excuse, excuse me. me, gentlemen. <laughs> what 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 is a holler? Which does remind me when I first moved up here, and somebody said, "You betcha." I was like, oh, I'm sorry, say again? <laughs> like, you betcha. I'm like, sorry, say again? <laughs> and, like four going. times. 
Because I never, when I came from out east, they didn't say you betcha. Oh, you betcha. And I was like, I wasn't used to it. So when they said it, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> One more time. And I just thought it was the funniest shit ever. Of course, I was a pretentious douchebag back then. <laughs> now I say you betcha. And <laughs> that the whole back then thing. <laughs> maybe be a little, gen- a- <laughs> be a little generous. I'm a different kind of douchebag now. I'm still a douchebag. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just less sophisticated. Clinky. Clink. I'll take a clinky on that. Oh, <laughs> Empty. There's nothing left. I have, I have melted ice water. That's good enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. I can't crush on the microphone. That's a good way to crack a tooth there. Uh, tooth. Yeah, you did say that. All right, so. A tooth. A tooth. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you, Nigel. We should have you back on. How how long are you around for? I don't know. You don't uh, know? You know do, you, do you plan to leave is my question, I guess. Well, I'm going for a run to Saskatchewan in All a week. That. I'm going to just... I do want... So you're running to Saskatchewan? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a long way to run. <laughs> you must be in such good shape. Okay, yeah, round is a shape. Too, so right? for for the for the Gentiles amongst us, <laughs> what is a run? Uh, there's uh, <laughs> it's um. You hate explaining. <laughs> so when a bunch of motorcycles get together and they ride somewhere, <laughs> so it's yeah. not a ride; it's a run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the problem is language is so dumb. Yeah. Back <laughs> in the day when I used to say, "Oh yeah, we're going for a ride," it's like, "Oh, what are you riding?" I'm like. My bike. It's like, oh, what kind of bike do you have? Ten speed, twelve speed. It's like, no, fucking motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> I got, I got I, five, I, <laughs> maybe six if I'm a rich douchebag. <laughs> you heard it here first. Devin thinks anyone who's a six gear is a douchebag. It's the most pretentious gear. <laughs> it really is. I don't have one. Do you have one? It's like fifth, but with less power. <laughs> Uh, I just found out my fourth gear goes way farther than I thought it did. <laughs> really? You just got to lay into it. Just gotta right. keep if, if you want your bike to go faster, just it. twist your wrist harder. <laughs> <laughs> just And shift later than you think you need to. Yeah. Bang that motherfucker off the red line. Do you remember my old well, shadow? First, second, and third generally go that way. <laughs> fourth, you don't know, is you're going faster and it's not quite hitting there yet, so you... You kind of anticipate and you just go into fifth. Oh, yeah. Fourth gear is my favorite. That is the, that's the power gear. It's yeah. got all the torque in the world and you're already going fast. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're topping out fourth, you're fucking in, you're, 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 you're near, in the danger you're, zone. Yeah. You're near the top end of your motorcycle's <laughs> speed range right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, your overdrive gear or your two overdrive gears will take you further, but that's, they don't, they ex- crawl there. But they don't accelerate. They slowly go gather momentum like a stone gathers moss yeah <laughs> that's exactly it. i had a brother back in the day and uh he had a, a bigger bike than mine and off the hop he would take me every single time because it's fucking huge oh, was, that, like, was that the raider yeah and he would take me off the line and then i'll be like shit and then all of a sudden i start catching him and i start catching him and i start catching him and uh and i'm like shit i'm catching up and then i pass him and I realized something. It's not about how big your motor is. It's about how big your balls are. It's like uh, he, he found his limit. He found out this is my line. This is where I am. This is where I can't go any faster. Even though, I, even because though the, the bike, fucking corner is yeah. coming up. Even though the bike can go faster. Oh, yeah. You know that you can endure that speed yeah. to a greater threshold than he can. 
and you know you can break later and break harder. Yep. And I can take that corner faster, and I can do everything a little bit. Yes, he'll break me off the hop, and he'll break me in some areas, but there's a fucking corner. Sorry, man. I'm 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 passing you. Well, Bye. The, the line <laughs> comes down to is is the rider is a way bigger factor than the bike. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Is because, like, I ride an 1100. I ride a smaller bike. Yeah, that's a, that's, it's got some pep. It's got some pep in its step. That's a, it, for it's a all right because I drive, I ride the, I ride it like a fucking stolen. Good. And like. Maybe I, it is. <laughs> you already said <laughs> you had a rap sheet. Listen, yeah. <laughs> Keep Listen. adding to it. <laughs> I would say no, who I bought the I'm sorry, call, but, but nobody in their no, <laughs> nobody in their if you're gonna get a rap sheet, would you do it on a Yamaha? That's how you get away with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you steal metric bikes because nobody one, nobody wants to admit they ride a metric, so they're not gonna report it stolen. Yeah. And two, nobody nobody thinks of locking up their metric because nobody in their right mind is gonna steal it. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> It is kind of true. Well, and with stock exhaust on it, it generally sounds like a fucking scooter. So oh, you're not, you can get I, away in the dead of night and nobody hears I you. Yeah, you're, you're like banging of off jet. the red line and it's like. <laughs> I hate the sound of most jet bikes. I can tell a jet bike from a mile away. Like if I hear one, I'm like, it, like it's straight pipe, whatever, how much money you spend on the exhaust. Most of them, I'm not saying all, but most of them, you're like, that's a jet bike. You can tell the difference. Well, and, you can sure tell on mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. It's not that I just took the stock exhaust. The, the VTX 1300 and the the Yamaha mm. uh, Roadstar bikes. Roadstar 1700, those, those things, Those things legit sound like Oh, yeah. Like they American borderline got sued over it. <laughs> and, and of them, and I'm, I'm very fortunate. Because apparently you can trademark sound, which is amazing. <laughs> it is. That's, that's some bureaucratic bullshit right there. <laughs> it really is. That Wait. makes me want to be an anarchist. Right. <laughs> Well, huh. You mean you can tie up red tape around? Fuck you! Potato, 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 potato. No, potato, 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 potato. It's so close. Like what kind of what kind of rebel motorcycle company in his right mind goes to the government and says, "Can you make sure that nobody other bikes sound like ours?" Indian tried to steal stuff off Harley back in the day. Harley stole stuff off Indian. It was an amalgamation of ideas. Free market, bitch. (laughs) It's right there in the name. You go to you go to you go to Uncle. Go to Uncle Government and, and tell them to make sure that the other you guys... You look like you're part of that. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. Go to the <laughs> local government and say, make sure the other guys don't sound like us. Oh, Go my to... God. <laughs> oh, my God. Go to the government and say, the Japanese bikes are okay. faster than ours. Can you limit them to 700 cc? Ford did the same thing with the uh, some kind of blue paint color for one of their Mustangs. Oh, like, which is fine. Fucking which is fine, stupid. but don't pretend to be the bastion of rebel spirit and fuck the government everything when you yeah. go to uncle government to get them to do everything you want because the other guys are scaring yeah. you no that, <laughs> and that's where i'm a libertarian of uh, fuck you i can do what i want i can make my own gun out of 3d and yeah you don't think people are yeah. smart enough to know how to do this shit without you I... willie g is corporate as fuck let's just yeah. say that <laughs> uh, we need more motorcycles i need another bike my bike has been giving me a pain in the ass i would yeah I'll ride a Harley any day of the week, yeah. but I'm not going to pretend that it's not some kind of corporate thing. Yeah, and I, the thing is, I like Harley Davidson, but I'm not going to pay for a badge. I, I don't. That's no. not what I'm buying. I, I'm I buying will a badge style. off. Anyways. I will buy a motorcycle. <laughs> Me too. I hate badges. I don't like them. Yeah. I, 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 oh, yeah, I don't want you to. Like I, I, I will buy a motorcycle that I love. Like 
I love a good road glide. Oh, I yeah. love a good road king. I love a soft tail. Awesome. Yep. But to me, it's a road glide, a soft tail, a road king, not I ride a Harley. Yeah. You're not buying a brand, you're buying a model. Well, I think the, like the vast majority, I'm going to be pretty general with this big broad sweeping, but I'm probably piss some people off. But do it, do it. Join the fuck, dark side. Fuck Harley owners. You know what I mean? Like it, it's more about a, it's like a cult. <laughs> Whoa, we did not get on board. <gasps> oh, for, it's a cult. It, it, no, they act like it's a cult. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like like it's something fucking special to own a Harley. Join yeah. us. Like join. Put two us. wheels underneath you. I don't care. Like yeah, I, my Jap bike. I ride the piss out of it. If you rode a Harley like that, it would last three days and I would be walking. Yeah. I know. It's amazing the abuse, well, the, the abuse that these metric motorcycles endure oh, under us. Oh, I beat the shit out of mine for years and it just shit the bed. I know, but you legit beat the shit out of it. ride the piss out of it. And we know that it's not all Harley. I, I know that it's not all Harley riders. It's just some. I was you just know, using a brush. You, <laughs> you know who they are, but the same thing with Jap people. Yeah. Like the people who ride Jap, not Jap people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the guys that are. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the guys that hop off like a brand new a brand new Harley, even though like their bike is kind of like you know a little dumpy or whatever, and like, well, it's fine for a Harley. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, it's fuck a that. motorcycle. That's the BMW, right? I'm sorry, I rode a BMW. They're <clears throat> fucking perfect. Do you know what's wrong with perfect? They're oh, you rode a GS. Okay, but even that, you can't just say BMW. Yeah. That was a GS 1200. Yes. Like it's a specific kind of bike. Do you know what's wrong with that bike? It's fucking perfect. Do you know what's wrong with fucking perfect? It's boring. No character. <laughs> That's right. When, no soul. Yeah. When 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 motorcycle well industrialists say that an engine is characterful or that bike has a lot of character, what they really mean is <laughs> it's, it's, a a, it's a little bit shitty in that area, and <laughs> that endures it to me. That's what character in a motorcycle means. And I love character. I love that it's just a little shitty in one way or another. My bike is a little shitty. It it runs lean, and I run it like a. I'm beating the shit out of it. And and Harley, they got character, man. They got that rumble that vibrates your hands so you can't feel them. They got the, the hard mount. Some of them have the hard mounted motors that just make your feet feel like concrete. But fuck, they got character. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a Harley uh, electric glide for a while. Yeah. It was a pretty beige bike yeah. by all standards, but... At one point, I took it on a pretty decent-sized road trip, and I realized by the time I got to Prince George, it was about a five-hour ride from here, my hands were numb from the from the vibration of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's something else. I wound up selling it and then buying a supercharged Valkyrie. And that bike, like for all of its viciousness, is a very smooth-running engine. Oh, yeah. So there's not a lot of vibrations that happen in, in the, in the, the handlebars. handlebars. But I went on a funeral ride to uh, eastern, eastern Saskatchewan uh, for a brother that passed away from the club that we were in. And we got to the got to the, to the funeral home, and my hands were numb. And I was like, man, I haven't felt like this from... I, that's, I haven't, a, that, that's the difference between five yeah, hours and 12 hours. <laughs> I, I hadn't felt like that from, like, since I once rode that Harley, but it wasn't like, I only noticed it the last hour or so of the ride. So I thought something was wrong with my bike, with the, either the suspension or with, like, I thought maybe the engine was Nothing running Nothing to do with your circulation in your body. <laughs> no, it was the fucking road. Oh, it yeah. It was, the road had such horrible asphalt 
that the vibrations from it were transferring all the way through yeah. my bike and making my hands numb. Because, like, by the time we got back to Saskatoon and got onto normal pavement, I was like, it just whoosh, went away. Back yeah. to buttery smooth. I was like, oh, it was the Saskatchewan road. It made my Valkyrie feel like a Harley for an hour and a half. Alberta's yeah. roads aren't much better, if not worse. Oh, yeah. Highway 43? Dog Ugh. shit. <laughs> Crap. Just absolute garbage. Unless unless you're into riding a bu- a, a, a buck and bronco or a bull, because you're doing the whole whoops. I, one time I hit one of those frost heaves so fast that it launched me into the air, and I landed on my seat, and my seat was not in the same place. It was no longer <laughs> attached to my motorcycle. I had to wiggle it back into latched position. Yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, we've been there. Uh, I remember for a long time, okay, I rode this Harley-Davidson uh, up north one time, and it had a little bit of speed wobble. I found out later in life that it didn't have enough air in the back tire or the front tire or tires in general. And yeah, bo- both tires on that bike were no underinflated. Lo- they did not register. <laughs> and I rode that thing all the way to the yeah, yard. They, they did not <laughs> register on the air pressure sensor. So anyways, I rode this thing all the way to the yard, hot spring, and back again. Because of how fucking light I am, it doesn't really bother me that much. But I found out later that Harley-Davidson, whenever they had a problem with one of their... When somebody came to them, it's like, hey, I've got a speed wobble in the back end when I'm going around this corner. Do you know what their response was? Were you going the speed limit? Because <laughs> if you go the fucking speed limit, you're not going to have that problem. How fucking shitty is your bike that that is your response? Well, I mean, I, that's, but that's, again, hurt hearsay. I don't yeah, know if it's for certain. That, that depends on the motorcycle. Like I said, like, you know that, that electric glide I had? Yeah. Like, I take that thing right up to the governor on it. It was solid as a rock. It yeah. Never, it never wobbled or failed or gave me any sense of sketchiness like yeah. it was solid as a rock it, it was really amazing was. it was a good bike but you hop on a soft tail of four or five years the vintage of what that one was like yeah older and it's just like it's like riding a tractor <laughs> it is a whole nother it's a whole nother beast in a yep. worse way like it's like when you say a harley that's a brand there's lots of variation yep. in the in the models, in the years, in well, the chassis. Ima- imagine somebody saying, I ride a Honda, and be like, oh, you must ride a CB1100 or a CB1000 or something like that. It's like, no, I ride a Rebel 250. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. There, there's, no, there, there's such a large span between the 883 and the CVO. Like, you can't just say, I ride... A Harley. It's like, well, what do you mean by that? And only a person who, I don't know, who rides motorcycles is going to be like, oh, okay, that means, like, either that means nothing or something. Yeah. But we digress. Nigel said, fuck Harley owners. And I think that's, <laughs> I think that's Listen, something we can hang our hat on. I, I would like a Harley. <laughs> Wh- which one? Which one? Uh, I like yeah, the Rose Black. I like the Shark Nose. You like the oh, Shark Nose? Yeah. I like the Shark Nose. And so pointy and sexy. And I like, uh, a similar year to like what Stretch has, maybe a year oh, newer. That's a gorgeous bike. Cause yeah, uh, those those ninety six twin cams. Yeah, yeah. What what year would what years would that be? That would be two thousand. I think it started two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. Because it was only the... he he had the one before they did the major chassis 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 switch. <laughs> so yeah, between two thousand and four and about two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, like those are actually pretty pretty yeah. deadly. Although that upgrade from 08 to 09 is a huge upgrade as far as handling and 
and he's yeah, he's and a little more balls too. Yeah, no, he, it, even the same engine, is it? but it, it's it's a different chassis and a different swing arm. There's a wider back back tire, like just the suspension, the handling, and stuff like that. It's a huge upgrade from 08 to 09. And I like ABS brakes because I tend to lock them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to work on your braking. I've been told. Oh uh, man, the first time I experienced ABS on a motorcycle freaked me out. I thought something oh, was I wrong because like that that brake pedal was like pulsing like. Like through, like transferring through my leg. I was like, "What is happening?" Am I? You like thought skipping? you broke it. I thought I broke it. I was like, "Oh, that's how it's supposed to feel because it's it's not hey. locking up." Yeah. But like the feedback coming through my foot was so extreme that it freaked me out. Like that. Yeah. That was a whole different thing. Yeah, that would be. All my bikes right now are so bare bones. Hmm. Like yeah. they are carburetors, no ABS. They're just ju- like they're just men. engines and brakes and suspension. That's it. No fuel injection. Just no. Don't, don't be a bitch. No fuel gauges. You're no guessing. Fuel gauge. You're. you're, you're oh, you're I praying, know that one. You're crossing yourself. By the time you get past that 200 kilometer mark, you're like you're I, going to Allah just to make sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. You're tense. Yeah. That uh, fuel anxiety is real. Yeah, it really is. Um, After that, I just come back from. Uh, I was heading down to the coast for Prince George. And I don't know, like, I've never, if I just didn't top it up enough or whatever, or I was riding harder than I normally ride, which I wasn't going much faster. But I only got, like, at 130 kilometers, I had to switch my reserve on. And then I stretched it out another 70 kilometers. Say 130. 130, and I had to turn the reserve on. Yeah, I, I, did, I did that once on the on the intruder because I was riding into a really, really strong headwind and I was doing like a solid 140 to 150 like that. Yeah. That was just murder on fuel. Like I went, I went from making a solid 180 to a tank on that tank, which is, it's a small tank. Yeah. To, I was bone dry at 140 kilometers. That wind makes all the difference in the world. But I, I had the same problem for a while with the with the Valkyrie. Because what is that sound? That is the sorry, dryer. my dryer just finishing. Oh, that is the most, Remember 15 that's the minutes ago? Dad thing <laughs> it to said happen. 15 minutes ago. An it said hour seven and a half. minutes or five minutes before that, too. That is the most dad thing to happen all since right. we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My uh, podcast recording area is right next to my laundry room. And if you didn't hear the laundry going, then you're not fucking paying attention. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> all right. So anyway. You were on E. Well, uh, riding in Rosie. Yeah. Uh, for a while there, like, that thing's got a supercharger, a giant-ass Makuni carb that replaced the six Honda carbs that came with the bike. Like, so that thing, it creates a whirlpool inside its, its yeah. tank. Yeah. But for for the while, while I first got it, it was running so rich that every time I hit the throttle, it was kicking out black smoke behind the bike. It was like a diesel truck. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I remember seeing it. I, I think I felt it at one point. When <laughs> You're like smelling raw fuel. Yeah. Like, and it was the coolest look. I loved it until I realized how much it was killing my fuel mileage. My bike died from Fort St. John before it got to Chetwind. 
Oh, I remember that ride. Empty. That big ass tank of fuel. We had to. I threw half that fuel out my tailpipes, unburned. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. So we had to lean it out a bit, and it took a bit to find the sweet spot there. It's... Thankfully, our, our brother Pullover is. Oh, Paul is so good. He's a mad scientist when it comes to to, to screwing with old he, sketchy bikes. He's a madman. He really is. He is I he, love him. He's, I love him, but he's a fucking freak. Like, Pullover, if you're listening to this, he's cheers. Not. He's probably He's too nice of a guy. But he's crazy, though, too. You're like, right. I, he is crazy. There's part of me that thinks he would love it. He'd love this podcast. Yeah, but he would never say anything. I know. But that's him. He doesn't say stuff. He exists his own life in his own life. He's a unicorn. He doesn't care what other people think. He doesn't throw himself out there. He's a real man. He really is. He, he doesn't need your validation. He really, like, I, uh, that's what I preach about him. He, he is a guy who, he knows who, it, it seems as if he knows who he is. I don't want to accuse him unfairly, but he really does come across as know what I love who about him, who though? the fuck he is. You know, know what I really love about Pullover? Hmm. Is when you shave his mustache off, he looks old. He's the spitting image of Abe Lincoln. Fucking Abe Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> There's one time at a run. 2017? Dude, yeah, in in, uh, in Edmonton. And uh, he decided to shave his mustache and just keep his chin strap beard. Oh. And he put a top hat on. <laughs> He was Abe. Abe he was he almost Abe lost. Lincoln. He almost lost pullover. It was freaking. It was freaking amazing. Yeah. <sighs> Need to get okay. him one of those like hat helmets. So <laughs> we're gonna. Could helmets? you get a top hat helmet? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay, so now that we've gotten pulled to listen because we're going to okay, you send know, him. You know this what? One. So, you know, you know how Sikhs are able to skirt around the helmet law because yeah. of. You know the the turban, Religi- being, religious yeah, the turban being a, a religious head garb and having religious freedom in the world. Okay, so hear me up. <laughs> I'm listening. I hate helmets. We start a cult with <laughs> our own religious headgear. Does it involve not wearing headgear? It's, it's just got to be something more comfortable than a helmet. <laughs> yeah, but then you have to wear it all the time. That's there's dance. a price. There's a price to pay to be visionary. Okay, <laughs> come on, think bigger. Think bigger. You see, here's the problem: is because I love... plus we get all that sweet, sweet cult money. Cult, cult money. <laughs> cult money. That cult money. That cult money. That cult step money. money. Step money. one, start. Then cult. we <laughs> step two, two. profit. <laughs> Yeah, but then we got to come up with like you know a charismatic leader, and you're not fucking. I can charismatic. do it. Can we're do too, it. we're far too lazy. We don't have the we I don't know. have the follow through. I know I am lazy, but I think I can do it. <sighs> hey, if if I have the proper motivation, what do you think of Kool Aid? Do you like Kool Aid? <laughs> Great, I love Kool Aid. Great, <laughs> Great. <laughs> I had I did have a Kool Aid today. You know what? No, fuck that. Fruit punch. Fruit punch. It, oh, Kool-Aid. oh, breaking the mold. That sounds like a cult leader to me. <laughs> I know. We got to have our own deal. <laughs> we are going to talk about cults. Eventually, yeah, we, we gotta talk do, about we, cults. We gotta do an episode about cults. Oh, it's gonna be so that's good. A, we, now, that, now, that we've, now that we've established that Harleyism is a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Some people it is, yeah. Well, it, it's because it. they're, they're so married to the brand. It's just like people who are married to the Japanese brand. They're married to the idea that goes behind it. They're not act, they don't actually fucking care. They just need to be part of a community bigger than themselves. Dude, oh, people okay, that so don't own Harleys or rockin' Harley shirts. And I, like, we it's all like part know of their personality. We you know, know I mean? that guy. And we're like, they, oh, what kind they, of bike do you ride? He's take, like, oh, I don't actually ride a Harley. Yeah. They, they take off the <laughs> take, Hon- it off. take off the Honda badge of their bike and put on a Harley shirt and try and pass. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like a gay guy trying to pass her straight. Am I passing? Oh my god. <laughs> I love your chrome. Can I taste it? I what? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I just made that up. I have no idea. Did you work hard on that bike? <laughs> Can I watch? <laughs> oh. Nice tailpipe. <laughs> that brings me to. <laughs> An interesting question. Do you think there's a gay person who listens to this? Nothing against them. I'm just curious. Earnestly. I don't know. If you are, welcome. Oh, well, sh- shit. Let us know. Like, welcome. Hope we don't offend you too much. We're going to fucking offend you eventually, okay. I'm sure. We're not out to Pardon. offend you, but it's going to happen. You did it right into the fucking mic. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That wasn't thinking. That was... <laughs> <laughs> That was thinking. That was, was nose blowing a- you know, ASMR right there. There's a lot of Americans who find oh, sorry, blowing. A lot of Americans think that blowing your nose is a, a huge form of uh, not disrespect, but it's just it's unnecessary. So they hide themselves away, and they they pull away from groups or whatever. Just a probably way to do that. probably a lot more pleasant than what I just did. <laughs> like, I can see I can see the logic there. Uh, we hear you, and we apologize on behalf of Dirty D. Dirty uh, yeah. B. No, Dirty B. <laughs> <laughs> or Dirty Mike and the Boys. We can rename the podcast Dirty Mike and the Boys. <laughs> just inflate my ego just a little more because it would be like, oh, it's all about me and you're just here. You know that's what it would do. I know, you're already the producer and shit. Producer, executor. Oh, the executor. Executor. Sorry, what were we talking about I before I blew my nose? I fucking remember. <laughs> Speaking of cults, I see it on the board. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. we have we have a, a we have the tiniest whiteboard in existence that we have like, crammed all of our podcast ideas into. But yes, cults is one of them, and I did put three exclamation marks beside it. <laughs> I'm excited. It's the only one with three exclamation marks. That one. Heck, we've already chosen our drink of choice. <laughs> yeah. But I think that one's going to make us some enemies. It. I don't know. I don't think it will. Well, depends. Because we have to look at it from an analytical point of view. It depends how of, honest we're going to be. <laughs> no. Where do we draw the line on a cult? The thing like is, <laughs> and that's exactly it. We have to look at what it what it actually means to be part of one. What does it look like? Individ- like, you can be part... Okay, in Quebec, they have this thing where they call anything that is not the Catholic Church a sect. And anything that is a, considered a sect is a cult. Uh, is a, a section, right? And so... What do we define it as a cult? And we have to look at it that way. What do we look at it as? It's not just drinking Kool-Aid and... and Having having multiple wives. Multiple wives or allowing the leader to have sex with your wife slash children. There's other other things that encompasses cultism. Yeah, and so we, I think if we take an earnestly honest, an earnest and honest look at it for what it is, not trying to be accusatory in any in any of it, I think we can make a fair case for just discussing it and without, and without dropping bombs. Without dropping bombs, and also looking at the people who join them, like looking at okay, as individuals, what draws other than Harley, to it. because obviously they're called. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm not going to let that one go. <laughs> Well, look at how much it costs to maintain one. If that's not a cult cost, I don't know what it is. Like, it's right up there with the, uh, the what's that other fucking one? Oh, just tra- Scientologists? Tra- Scientologists, they pay a lot of fucking money to be part of that. And you look at how much it costs to maintain a Harley yeah, from show. At that point, you have sunken cost fallacy kicking oh, in. Oh, sunken cost fallacy. <laughs> that's I, think, a, I think we've already described that on the podcast. We've described that, yeah. Yeah. 
You, did, did, have you listened to that one yet about when we talk about sucking cost fallacy? He already nope. said he only sleeps. Listen, no, okay. I, only, I only caught bits and pieces. All right. So the idea of sucking cost fallacy is I'm going to continue doing this because I've invested so much money into into doing it. So I can't pull out. Otherwise, the money that I've invested into it is a waste of money. Fuck, that's my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Time to do cocaine. Yeah. It was all or nothing, yeah. Yeah. But it's not just money. It's also time, effort. Time, effort, yeah. Self-identity. Like, if you're, you get to the point where you feel like you're too far in because you've invested too much of yourself and you can't pull yourself out of a bad situation because you feel that all that cost, all that you've invested is going to go away if you do. So that those years, those dollars, it all amounts to nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. the fallacy. And it keeps people in bad situations longer than they're supposed to be in them. Yeah, and that, uh, even Dave Ramsey talked about it when he's like, you don't continue making a bad mistake just because you put a, model, a lot of money into it. And so it's it's the same thing with the cults. Is uh, Do you continue to make this horrible mistake staying in it because you've invested a lot of money into it? Thank Christ I'm broke. Right? <laughs> oh, that, that's awesome. I honestly <laughs> believe that's why I don't do drugs. So, I'm so, so fucking cheap that I won't even put the money into like I'm like I could do coke or So being broke is good save cult. 20 <laughs> Being broke is good cult insurance. That's right. Being a poor son of a bitch. <laughs> you're not attractive to the cult leader if you're too broke. And I really do believe that there's some level of okay, in the unless you're unless you're good at like whacking people or <laughs> Good at, you, good there, at there's other, people. there's other, there's it's other things prostitution. you can do. prostitution. I meant murder, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Whack is one of those funny uh, words that can mean multiple things. Yeah. So um, I do feel like sometimes when the Bible talks about the God keeps us from, from, uh, from temptation we cannot handle, it talks about things that we can't handle. And I think sometimes he's like, I'm gonna fucking keep you broke because you're too dumb. <laughs> You're too dumb to handle any money because you're going to put it in the wrong spot and you're going to like waste it and you're going to become part of a cult or do tons of cocaine. And I feel like that's where God brought me. It sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, then he gave me another addiction and it's called a motorcycle. Oh, and yeah. that thing sucks just as much money as dope ever did. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't make near as much as I did before. So it's like... <laughs> What, what are you going to get next, though? Okay, so you're, you're in the Yamaha 1100, and I really do feel like the Yamaha is the stepping stone of stepping stones when it comes to motorcycles. No one ever, like, dreams of, oh, man, fucking one day I'm going to have a Yamaha 1100. But that depends, though. That depends what you're into. Because, like, for certain, no. peop for certain people, a Yamaha R1 is the pinnacle. Yeah. Right? Like, they're thinking of that. They're thinking of Valentino Rossi. They're thinking, like, racing pedigree. Like, that's the sport bike they want. Yeah, but what is the what is Yamaha's equivalency of the R1? Is the Yamaha Venture the, well, the R1 is the R1 is a Yamaha. I I know. No, I'm talking about the 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 cruiser uh, equivalency. Is the uh, I'm guessing the Yamaha Venture 1900cc. Is uh, the Yamaha R1 is like the Yamaha 6. Yamaha 6 is a 600cc R1. Mm -hmm. It it is it's equivalent body style body formation and all but that like, stuff but that's but a, it's not the r1 just like the 1100 that, that's is a, it's a different thing though because like when you're talking about those like the 600 or the 500 class is an actual class of racing yes like you can take that motorcycle and you can go and race it against a whole bunch of other bikes that are in that class like it's yes it's not just a, a downgraded but r1 no one's, no one's ever going to see the yamaha 6 
or five. Plenty, or, plenty of people do. For, as for the plenty pinnacle. Of, for as plenty the of, pinnacle. They're yeah, never going to. For plenty of people, the six is a pinnacle about motorcycle. Then fine. Because they can send it around a track faster than they can yes, in R1. Yes, because they're not as terrified of the top end. Because the top yeah. end on the R1 is so much higher than the R6 or the R5. And, and, and But that's the thing. As, but as individuals, you know that there's a bike that's more powerful that you could desire out there. Yeah, For but, me, I'm, but I'm just saying, because we were just busy saying that Harley's is, is it isn't about the brand, it's about the bike. Yes. So you can't just go ahead and say okay. that for Yamaha, the rules are different because I think, it's not. I, I think I am projecting my bias against the 1100 because I don't like the seating position. I don't like the footing position. I don't like a lot yeah, of things out of the one, bike. That's one of the Yamahas out of like 15 or 16 models. Yes. Yeah. That and are all so, different. Uh, yes. And, uh, but for me, I don't know anybody who's like, oh God, I can't wait to get an 1100. But maybe, hey, maybe there are people out there that are, that is their end all be all bike. Well, yeah, like that's the bike they're going to die on. Yeah. If you're in the cruiser market, the V Star is, it's like, you know, Hall's version of the Shadow, which is actually better than Shadow. It's a hell of a lot better than Shadow. Which but, one? The the equivalent mid two thousands because they like made seven, an eleven hundred shadow the seven hundred or eleven shadow like it they're all kind of the same like yes. those those entry level Harley clones but again like I said I like the footing possession of the Honda compared to the Yamaha Yamaha I hate the footing possession on the eleven hundred but yeah, that's I'm, even I'm different a, I'm a midget though so it's all good but yeah that, you, that's you can different get away with that. because yeah. like our buddy Ryan uh, he bought a he bought uh, one of the of the 1100 V stars, and his yeah. dad bought another 1100 V star. The foot position is damn near a foot different on either one of them. Yes, and they're both stock motorcycles because they come in different trims. Yeah, what uh, what year was there a big year in the dif- difference? In no, the it was it, it was just a difference in the trim package. Because like let, I don't know the V twins well and are the sorry the V stars well enough to know which model is which. But let's say with yeah, there's a classic and the Silverado and yeah, classic Silverado. But like l- let's I let's think. say with the Shadow, they've got the Phantom, they've got the, yeah. the base Shadow, they've got the racy Shadow, they've got the Toury kind of Shadow, the C, the R, the the yeah, they X, got whatever. Each one is the same basic chassis and engine. But comes with different fenders, different rims, different footing positions, and so all that stuff, right? Yeah. So I would, even in that, you'd say 1100. But if you've only experienced one of the trim packages, yeah, then maybe I, maybe I've experienced the same trim package on multiple the, bikes because the really gay old man one. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the ones. Okay, all the 1100s <laughs> that I've tried to date, I have hated. I think that's the best way of putting it. <laughs> But the thing is, I don't pay enough for close. I, I see V-Star, I see Yamaha, I see 1100, and I'm like, okay, I'm probably not going to like this. And most of the time, I'm right. Now, that being said, what what I was going to reach to is, what is your... Did I already ask this? What is your dream bike? What is what is the bike that you want to end up on? Are you, yeah, you leaning towards if you If you could wind like up dream, on a... Like dream? Okay, the bike you die say, on. There's two questions. What's the dream motorcycle, and what's what do you think is a realistic next step from the one you've got? Okay, yeah, the good so, honest question. Yeah. We'll go next step first. Next step, um, Honda VTX. <laughs> I like it's the v- I like the I like the VTX, but like it's you said, a, it's, it's a, a half step. step. <laughs> but I would like to go to uh, an early two thousand 
road glide would be the step that I would probably aim towards. Mm-hmm. Even a street glide. But I, I prefer the shark nose. I like the fixed fairing. Oh yeah. Plus those those uh those early twin cams sound freaking cool. Fucking yeah. They've they got do. the best Harley sound. They do. And they like and it it's a power upgrade, right? Like that's where I, like I'm hurting in my bottom end, right? Like guys just take off on me and I don't like that feeling. I don't like when <laughs> I they're think going that's that. why you got rid of your Harley. Yeah, I got rid of my Harley because Mike on his stupid VTX was eating, eating that Electroglide for lunch every time. Uh, I mean, one, you're a solid 80 pounds lighter than me, oh, which just want to say. probably has a... But also, I mean, that thing with the, oh, the, the extra alu- weight I had the, the aluminum, bags, the aluminum the block, the the liquid cooled engine, stuff like that. Like it actually made it was, way more peak horsepower than my '96 yeah. Electric Glide did. And I had nothing on that. I had no aftermarket parts, nothing in the way. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so that that'd probably be my next step that I'd like to go to. Um, but honestly, like even a a Road King would be nice. Road Kings are nice. Man after my own heart. Um, yes. Well. They are now. If, we're, if you're I'm not, getting to the dream bike, if now. you're not going to have that shark nose fairing, having one that you could like just have naked and no windshield on is the next best thing because you can pop a windshield on easy enough. Click, yeah, quick release. But then you could take it off and have like that sick cholo look. Yeah. See, and that that that's the dream. I I love that that cholo bagger with the with the big front wheel and the long sweeping pipes. I'm not a Fishtails, I can take them or leave them, but I like that look. I that love the fishtails personally. Personally, oh. I've never really heard a bike with them, but I heard it's all about sound. It mm. it, it does it does make its own distinct sound, and it's it, it is it's those those fishtails because they're they're like straight pipes, but they've got that that kind of that big flare on the end. So I've noticed they have a very sharp bark. Yeah, like they don't have that that really deep bassy bum 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 that like kind of those yeah. big. Those big four-inch clap to it. Yeah, those big four-inch stacks that Reinhardt and Fans and Heinz and stuff like that does. It has that really bassy thing, but they're they're kind of like that brighter, louder rasp. Yeah, they sound mean, but they don't have that bum 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 thing going. Yeah, it's yeah, you're right. It's clap. It's that snap in it. I love it. Like they they snap you to attention real quick. I real like I know next step for me. uh, Honest, earnest next step. Soft tail. I need something that I can bomb around town. I'm not looking for something personally that, that needs to go really far. And needs to. Go, I, I'm looking. But for, that's that's a change in mentality right there for you. It because really like, is. Last year you were looking for the touring bike. Yeah, and I was. You really wanted like a victory lean. vision almost. I'm, I'm still half half inclined to pick yeah. one up because I'm like, man, I love but you a can get them for bike. you can get them for cheap now. Oh, so why eight. do you want to go from a I, touring bike to a soft tail? I think in part it has to do with the obligation to stay close. They don't have a whole lot. They 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 lose a lot of power. They don't have as much as the big boys with the road glides and the uh, the street it's glides. The same engines. Like I know, but I don't know why. But my brain perceives them. I know that it's the same motor. My brain perceives them differently. But that they're they're. Their carry capacity, you have to put aftermarket bags. You have to do all these things to it in order to make them cool. Where this one, as it is, it's a bomb around town. It obligates me to stay close to home and not carry as much. Why do you want to stay close to home? Uh, I'm cheap. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, traveling costs hotels and time and stuff with the kids. And I'm like, man... Right now, oh, there you go. I just want to stay it's close the children. To home. You're in a you're in a different phase of life. Yeah. With that being said, my end all be all, like the bike that I want is the Road King. 
Mm-hmm. It, you just throw some nice set of ape hangers on that thing, a half decent set of bags. So, what's the difference in price between a road king and a soft and a soft tail? Not much. Nothing. Why not, not just get the road king? Much. I yeah, like I said. Just if you want to stay close to home, take your fucking windshield off. The <laughs> the wind pressure will true. keep you safe. Hundred percent. Because I've I've ridden my bike I without the windshield. I just, I just took the windshield off my Valkyrie because I was Doesn't like, it I'm just getting kick you. Yeah, because like I'm getting too fucking crazy. I I need the wind pressure to keep me sane. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it looks cooler. It does look so much better. Yeah. Not I love my bike without a windshield. I even thought about taking all my extra shit off, like my cup holder. I have a cup holder because. Sometimes I take my work bike to, to work, and I'm like, I'd like to take a coffee with me. <laughs> and taking all that extra shit off is just so much better. Yeah, uh, My yeah. windshield makes me feel like I'm riding an old man's bike, but, like, and then it I It looks eat, like, like an old man bike, too. <laughs> yeah, but, not but, just feel, but and it then looks. I, then it... Bu- but when, when, one, you, one when you're going to travel... <laughs> when you're going to travel 10 hours on a motorcycle... At that point, you don't really care how cool you look. You kind of want to get to where you're going without being bagged. Yeah, no one sees you going 150 or 120 down a highway. Like, no one's, no one's like, passing you on the highway like, oh, God, he but, looks like an old man. But, <laughs> but that's why I took that windshield off because, like, going 140 on the highway with no windshield, like, it, it's, it feels so much faster than it does with a windshield. Okay. Right? Because, like, with the windshield... I want to do everything in get my bike impounded speeds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, <laughs> but you know, without that windshield on 140 kilometers an hour, it feels like my head wants to be ripped off my shoulders. Okay. That, that's, that's, I understand where you're coming from. I hate to seem travel in the sense, but you don't have fucking apes. <laughs> When with Nigel and I without yeah. those, I'm sorry, but you but when you oh, yeah, have tape hangers, you become a parachute. Well, you yeah. just catch every bit <laughs> of wind. It's I, not us versus them. I just yeah, you, you know how it is. I'll, I'll say this: like without the windshield, that bike can go faster than with it. Yes. Like even though it's more pressure on my body, when you get above 200 kilometers an hour, allegedly. The, I, oh, yeah. I love you. <laughs> That's my <laughs> job. Brother guy. <laughs> yeah, when you get above allegedly 200 kilometers an hour, uh, without the windshield, the bike is more stable. Yeah. It will go that extra 35 kilometers an hour more yeah. safely than with that with that fork-mounted windshield on there because at that speed... You create a less drag. The, the circular air movement behind you starts to play games with that big sheet of plexiglass that are on the front of the bike. Yeah. Which is why which is why I infinitely prefer road glides to street glides because yeah, they get when, a nice you, when you attach that fairing to the frame of the bike rather than to the front forks, you're keeping all that pressure mounted to the most stable part of your motorcycle rather than the part right of your motorcycle. Right to the rear wheel, right? Yeah, rather rather than keeping all that pressure influencing the part that is steering the bike. Yeah. So that's that's why. Like, even though comfort-wise, the windshield slows me down, I know that I can safely do insane speeds much, much more stably without that windshield than yeah. with it. What if you were to throw, like, because I know I've seen the those FXR uh, style, oh, fi- the fixed fairing with that single light? The, yeah, the... 
Sorry. It's a fixed fairing, but it's like half the size of a rogue level. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. Those are interesting. Oh, they're freaking. I love them. The, you know what? I the, don't know how I feel about them. I like so, aesthetically, like looking at them, I'm like, I fucking don't know how I feel about that. The, the first time I saw an FXR, like an F, sorry, an FXRT, the, the touring version of the FXR, it's an 80s Harley with that, like you said, that half size fixed fairing thing. I saw it at a, a it was a, a swap meet in, in Edmonton that yeah. was put on by 81. If you don't know who that is, you're out of the loop. Yeah, fuck it. Don't worry about Step it. Your <laughs> Step your game up. Step your game up. But yeah, it it was uh, it was an eighty. Whoops, sorry. Hand talking. <laughs> it was an eighty-one event, and I saw what I thought was a eighties Goldwing. Like I thought it was a Goldwing. Oh yeah, they they very it looks like it. Much. Yeah, it it has the color. It it kind of has some of the same angles because it was an early FXRT. But I saw the Death Head logo painted on it. I'm like. Well, that's not fucking right. I was like, wait, <laughs> it broke my brain. I was like, no, no, you, they don't ha- let them have those bikes. Like I've never seen an 81 member with a gold, with a gold wing. Like it just, yeah. it broke my brain until I realized there's a V twin in that. And it looks like a Harley V twin. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like it, you just got, you got learned on that I got one. Learned. Like, like... I was like, oh, this is a classic FXRT. Like this is a very... Like it, they didn't make them for very long. Like it's yeah. it's a very rare motorcycle, and an American is apple pie. Doesn't like wrench have something similar to that. Well, he's got he's, he's got, got the a, new one, the yeah, SS yeah. lowrider. I don't think it's lowrider. I think it was a it was a Dyna or a lowrider that had an aftermarket one fitted on it because they're a little bit oh, different. Okay. But wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't surprise me. He, but he's... like you know, FX or you know, Dyna riders and stuff like that for ages now have, have been coveting those FXRT fairing styles and bags yeah. and stuff like that. So they've been making their own with aftermarket parts. Yeah. Which look cool, but this one was classic. It was really vintage. Yeah. And after that moment of kind of having that whole brain break moment, there's been a soft spot in my heart for the classic FXRT that's existed ever since. I mean, like, it's like, it's like an eighties gold wing that a badass outlaw biker will have in his club and be respected. Like it's the most weird thing. And I love yeah. it. I love it for that quirky reason. So that, that would make your stable if you had, if, if you, let's say you had four bikes. Yeah. If that I, would make it in the four, top mm-hmm. four. If, if, if I won the lottery tomorrow and I could just make a stable because I don't want just a couple of bikes. I want a no. literal horse stable with mechanical horses in them. Yes. But in there somewhere would be a classic FXRT. Yeah. I, I would love to try one out. I really would. But that's just me. Well, I it would love be... all motorcycles. Yeah. I would take anything for a ride. I'm not saying I'd buy every single motorcycle. But, yeah, given push comes to shove, I'd have a Victory Vision because they're fucking abominations and I'd love yeah. them. But, you know, Harley... <laughs> is, that, is that the, the, the Victory Touring bike? That's, that's, that's the, the one that looks like bike. the Starship Enterprise. Dude, yeah. they are fast. Oh, yeah. They I are. ride with this, like, uh, I don't know, I think he's, like, 75 years old. <laughs> and he rides like a lunatic, but that's what he rides. You can't. You, you and can't they are break comfy. them. And they're comfy, yeah. adjustable. What, what I, they're made for touring. I, I rode one for a little while and, like, I borrowed it from a brother. What I really, what really struck me about it once I was on it riding was how much motorcycle is in front of you. The tank is so long. The bars are so far in front of you. Like it, it's so weird because when you're so much real estate, when you are, when you're a Harley touring bike, you think this is a big motorcycle, you know, this Electroglide classic or this big Roguelide touring or CVO, you think it's a big motorcycle. You don't realize how 
compact the the oh, cockpit is they shove a lot of bike in a small amount of space yeah no well you're like you're right there you're the bars are there the triple tree is right there it's you're on top of the tank but you hop on one of those victory visions and it's like it's like you're in like a warp time space thing where you're like and like the whole thing's in front of you <laughs> i it's hope so that weird. people can see that have <sighs> you sat on a indian challenger yeah, they're yes, the same I, thing. I, I sat same on same thing, but same brand. It's Polaris, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It is Polaris, and that's the same. Like, it just idea. felt like I was trying to like reach for everything, and it felt super uncomfortable. But then you get onto the Chieftain, and it's all and, it, right and it's there. like, oh, it's right here. Yeah, well, that's the yeah. thing. same thing. If you hop on one of those Challengers and then hop on a Harley Road Glide, you'll have that same feeling of one hand everything being all the way out there because it's a really long tank a really you know everything I'd be worried about you. buffeting I really would with that much real estate in front of you I'm like ah. but the thing is like with with the vision the buffeting's not there yes not at all and I I think I think Polaris is smart enough with how the how they design their aerodynamics that the Challenger is going to be pretty chill for buffeting yeah because it too is going to have the electronic raise up down yeah deal it's a hyper engineered and, and that and that fairing is big it's chunky yeah. on there it's like it, i really i i i want to take one for a ride i really do i want to try one for myself because i tried the vision and it was super comfy it was a good bike but those those challengers are going to be fast like they're faster than the new gold wings is that unbelievable and like i know people think gold wings old man bikes fuck that but they were old man bikes at a time yes like since they got those fuel injected 1800s they're fucking spaceships. No, they'll rip your they'll they, rip your socket out. They will. They, they will, will rip the sockets out of your shoulders. Yeah. If you I, if you crank on if them. If you if you're not ready for it, if you're gonna take a Goldwing for a ride, especially the new eighteen hundreds, be prepared for the amount of torque that's gonna be pulling up. You don't assume, oh, it's an old man bike, I can handle this shit. No, they got some good. So, it sounds like a motorcycle. Or sorry, it sounds like a sewing machine, but it has insane power yeah. and those challengers are faster and more torque do you ever feel like the gold wing is the old man's strength of motorcycles <laughs> you know about old man strength like you got that old man who will like grab you and you're like holy shit this guy gets grip that's that, that's the gold is that hay bale strength yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you gotta work f- for a day of my life <laughs> yeah if you got that guy you, in your life who actually you knows millennials how to work, are soft <laughs> You just feel like somebody break your wrist when they grab yeah. you. That's the gold wing. I don't. I don't think I could ride one of those challengers without the the taller handlebars. No. Like they, they would have yeah, to go from back, here yeah. to up here. Yeah. I. I don't I, think I could do it. I don't think it, I could do that on I, any bike. Yeah, I, I have T Rex arms. Like I'm a short, stocky man. Like I have the same build as you. Yeah. It's like I need to be on something that's a bit smaller, a bit more compact, unless I have things accommodated to me. <laughs> Yeah, I love my right so fingers. for me. I love your right fingers yeah. too. They look good for me. For me, like what I really, really want in a motorcycle is to actually downgrade size wise. It's like I ride a big yeah. motorcycle right now. I want either an Indian Scout or I want a Ducati X Diablo. I want high horsepower, small, nimble bike. Yeah, those Scouts make crazy power and are crazy fast. They're fast. CCs. They're fast. They're faster than the Challengers yet. Yeah. Isn't that insane? And there's nothing to them. Like, that's a small little bike. I know. 1100cc, he's 100 horsepower. Like, that is, Honda's that's, doing the same thing with the Rebel. I know yeah. that I think Harley's so doing the I, same I thing with So I went and checked these. out the Rebels. 
it, we're wrong on the horsepower. Oh, really? They're down. They're about eighty. Are they downgrading them? No, no, they're not downgrading them, but they're just stock. They're more like uh, eighty-five to ninety. Okay, that's still that's still a lot of horsepower yeah. for that type but of bike. They're more nimble. They'll they'll eat a scout for breakfast in the twist, really? in the twisties. But once you get to the straight line, the scout okay. just it's got oh, okay. way more. It's got way more of that torque and way more of that straight line speed. But see, I don't, I'm not even bothered by the styling of the Honda Rebel. No, me, I love it. It reminds it, me. It, it looks very it, reminiscent of the V rod and stuff like that. Not even like it's it's its own thing. I'm talking about the tank shape. Okay, yeah, yeah. The tank shape. I'm not talking about the frame shape. What I love about, what I love about those ones is they're not trying to rip off a Harley. No. Like it's they just are trying to be it's thing. trying to be its own thing. It's got a parallel twin in it. Uh, it's somewhere in between being a cruiser and being like a naked like a naked sport bike. Yeah. We gotta start looking for sponsors to actually sponsor us to go on some of these rides. Honda, sponsor me. Honda sponsor Harley, us to go compare. Fuck you, you're a cult. Sponsor <laughs> us. <laughs> Indian Indian, please. Like, Please, for the love of God, I will for suck the, an for Indian th- dick. And <laughs> <laughs> Devin will suck too. You, you can do that Dude, probably somewhere. Some the shit out of that. <laughs> so, no somewhere, like, somewhere in no a back alley down 100th. Me. I think you can make that happen, brother. <laughs> I can make it happen right here. You're not going to get How a bike. You you're not going to get a bike for it, but you can make that happen. That Rebel's not bad looking. That's the first time I've seen it. Hey, they're not bad. They are not bad at all. They are good. And, and... Like, it kind of almost, like... I can't get out of my own head on that one. I like this new look that they're, like, the way they're... You're starting to see more of the frames and stuff. Or mm-hmm. They're trying to make it almost more industrial looking. Yeah, I was about to say, like, Mad Max kind of style, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like, you throw a set of knobby tires on that sucker with, like, okay. a set of gator forks on on there. If, like, make it flat black. Like, all of a sudden, like, that's, like, pretty fucking cool bike. Okay, and if you take a look at it, lay it down. What's it scratching? The frame. Yeah, frame. You're like, you're not scratching the tank. You're on, not scratching. You're not that, damaging any yeah, of the important on, stuff. On that bike, you don't actually even need engine guards. You just no. need a couple frame sliders. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Like it's a very well put. It's a well engineered motorcycle, and I think that's Honda. Something Honda has done very well. Look at what Victory the, did with the, the Vision. The problem with Honda, though, sometimes with their engineering is they make bikes too perfect. Yeah. Like. Well, look at the way they do the seven, CB750. CB750 is the exact same thing. It's like, oh, this is such a... Yeah. <laughs> just so, bored to tears because it's so well balanced. But I, I think with that, that 1100, it's got more character than their norm, than they're used is to. It a, is it a V-twin? Yeah, it is a V-twin. It's a parallel twin. Oh, really? Well, you know you know what the the, the Africa twin? Like yeah. Their, their big 1100... Yeah. Uh, automatic? Not a, well, Only some of them are automatic. Still disappointing. <laughs> Nothing's worse than yeah. borderline riding a scooter. Well, I mean, like you. <laughs> My friend's looking to buy one right now. <laughs> oh yeah, but the Afri twins. Mo- <laughs> most of them are actual shift. Like okay, good. That's good. Yeah, the their whole automatic system there. Like that's an extra fifty pounds and an extra three grand. Like you don't need it. You you just no. don't need it. You don't. If you if you want to ride a motorcycle, learn but, to ride. But that that engine, that lump inside that Africa Twin, that uh, that's kind of not sport touring, but that adventure bike. Yeah. That's the one they put into the Rebel. Really. They took it straight from that one. They tuned it so that it's got more torque than horsepower. Huh. <clears throat> so they brought it down from 100 to 90, but they upped the torque by a fair bit. So that low end mid range is going to have hmm. way more snap to it. We gotta they, we gotta go to a hundred demo days. <coughs> <clears throat> they're not a cult. I hear they're not a cult. A little kamikaze, but you know, other than that. <laughs> kamikaze. 
<laughs> as long as you don't have a hankering and crash into a building. I like, no, that's the, Allah isn't what they're screaming. No, they say kamikaze. Yeah. I think. I don't know. We don't confirm or deny anything. The whole the whole suicide warrior thing though, that's a that's an interesting phenomenon. That is. <laughs> what what's amazing about that though is that transcends cultures because like, you know, like suicide bombers and stuff like that from like Islamic extremists have nothing to do with kamikaze warriors. No. But, so that that impulse to kill yourself for the greater it, cause, it is, it that, that transcends religions and cultures. Like that's fascinating. Oh, it really is. Like look at the people who sacrificed themselves. Uh, Ukraine, perfect example. People who knew that sacrificing <laughs> themselves was for the greater good. And there's a lot of people. Look at the Incas. Look at the, the uh, Aztecs and all this stuff. There was multiple cultures that go out of their way to sacrifice themselves for their country, for but, the greater good of their so that's that's or perceived one, greater yeah. good. That's one thing to like sacri- sacrifice yourself in war, like do a suicide bomb or like hop into a, a kamikaze jet and try and aim at an enemy enemy thing. What's amazing to me though is the idea that somebody would sacrifice themselves ritually to God, like be a willing human I, sacrifice I, for I think sake it's of the lazy. culture. Like that, that, but that, that's, how do you get in that headspace? Easily. I don't want to live anymore. And I would love to be considered well in a, I'm sorry, but there's some people who are like, they're borderline suicidal. But but what? And they, they want to, they want to be perceived in a good light. And if I can do both, what I want is I don't want to try anymore. I'm tired of trying so hard. And if I can go out of my way and it's like, I can be perceived well simultaneously. So what, what if you've got everything going for you? What if you're treated well? What if you have no suicidal tendencies, but are still convinced that is the best good for everybody to go and have your throat slit at the altar? Could, I don't know. Like that's a. I'm, I'm that's not afraid a mess, to say I don't know. That is a mess of headspace to be in because I I do not know. I th- I th- I think it's in. I don't I don't think it's right to consider everybody that would not, not, in those I cultures say, consider themselves as suicidal and be like, well, I'll get myself over it. I volunteer. I don't think that's it. I, I think it's a different level of fanaticism. Yeah. I think there's two parts to it. I think there are, but I do believe that there are those people out there that are like, hey, I got nothing else going for yeah, me. Yeah, but they're they're everywhere and they're off themselves off the t- all the time. Yes, but yeah, that's a weird headspace. I couldn't imagine. Like, I've been suicidal at points in my life, but like, you know, there's there's always that thread inside of you that wants to cling to life. You, it's it's more dealt in these emotional traumas and these whatever's going on or these uh, external circumstances that are, have brought you to this this state of brokenness or whatever, right? You don't, you've lost all your intrinsic value and all this stuff. Mm. But to like, hey, I'm going to let this guy slip my throat and it's for the greater good. Yeah. I, I think that that'd be a hard place to get. And I'd, like, I would never want to attribute it to the... Um, generational idea of oh they don't understand because it was part of that time and that place and i'm like no it's still happening today there are still people who feel this this desire and and to put a time piece on it or time stamp on it is like no people still feel that way they just deal with it differently than they did back then i I don't like the I don't know, old, old guard fallacy. There's two parts of the old guard fallacy of assuming everyone in the past doesn't know anything and assuming everyone in the past knows everything. 
Like, a lot of people do that. It's like, oh, back then, they never ate meat. Well, simultaneously, they were fucking using leeches. Like, I'm like which one is it? They either don't know anything or they know everything. Because <laughs> you know they did. <laughs> mm. All right, I think we are coming up on an hour and a half. I don't even know. We may have to wrap this up. Yeah, I got I to gotta work tomorrow. Oh! What? We're at 2.06. Ooh, that's the longest one we've done in a while. I, you see, last time I looked, it was an hour ago. And I was like, oh, we'll just go for a half hour more. And it, it's just such fun conversation. Yeah, I mean, like. Yeah, it was. Uh, but man, that got serious for a second there. We it went, did. We, went, we, went, from, we went from motorcycles and cool bikes <laughs> and fuck Harley, they're a cult. To, you know, once <laughs> things got pretty dark and I was considering suicide, I can't imagine what it <laughs> So we need to do a follow-up on this. Let's talk about fucking suicide. <laughs> so sober, of course. I, I realize I had a little bit. And I, I think, okay, do you know who does a really great podcast on suicide? They do a slight one. Uh, the Roundtable podcast is a local one here. Yeah, Fort they're St. local. John. They're from, from Fort St. John. From the, the MB Church. They do a podcast every Thursday. Yeah. And they did one on suicide. And I, it, it opened my eyes to um, the, the mental... Uh, the mental aspect of it, of, of having that, that wherewithal in it. And I'm like, oh, these guys are onto something that I've never actually taken the time to think about. And uh, suicide is one of those things that I think that I've thought about it, but I didn't. And then listening to them speak about it, I'm like, shit, I need to learn more. I need to dig a little deeper. And it's really, really good. So if you get a chance to listen to a suicide one, it it really did change a lot of things. Mm. So, yeah, I, uh, I would love to bring that up because I know that I am blessed in a way that um I don't, i'm really tempted to start asking questions and and i know you want to dive into this no i hey i want to we should sunday what are you doing <laughs> i'm probably riding to tumblr oh, fucking tumblr while ride. your bike is down and oh, sorry but fuck you <laughs> is I, that sorry not sorry um yeah <clears throat> is that that uh couple of the fallen hmm? i have no idea is that... no 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 there's no fallen that's not till the fourth oh yeah no. The, the stretch was asking if we wanted to go for a rip on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so that is the ride. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I thought you were talking about a different one. Just a couple of bros after church. Nice. So if you're hearing about this ride, it's too late. They've too already late. gone. We're See releasing ya. this. When are we going to release it? All right. We got like, two other episodes. We got Straight White Mail and uh, not Soul Thief. No, Soul Thief already Ooh, came out. Language and Understanding of plus Soul, Whiskey. Speaking of Soul Thief, can we talk about the title you gave that episode? Yes, I realize. Okay, no, I'm going to defend that title. The title that I gave it was um, as okay. viewing, the, viewing the Stolen Soul Through a Digital Lens. Tourniquet. Tourniquet. Microscopic view of a telescopic world. No, I, that's No, fuck you. Emery. That sounds to me like <laughs> Emery or like... Death I, uh, Cab for Cutie or some emo no, shit. That you. is 100% no, emo title. No, I am claiming, <laughs> I am claiming tourniquet. I'm claiming metal. Viewing a stolen soul through <laughs> digital lens. <laughs> <laughs> while wearing cat ears. Yeah, while wearing Fuck cat you. ears. Yeah. Emo. All right. So I may or may not have consulted Devin on the title, but his idea was uh, sacrificing the soul for a selfie, which seems a little juvenile. More juvenile than viewing a stolen soul through digital <laughs> lens. <laughs> I wanted to make it, I don't know. 
I was just trying to go for something a little more mature and a little more. <laughs> well, you you tapped into your you tapped <laughs> into your cat ear wearing. I should With that being said, I shouldn't have consulted lip ring. the wife. I had a I had a lip ring. Yeah, I know. Fuck you. I know you did. <laughs> Believe People don't me. forget. All right. Believe me, I know. With that being said, uh, we can agree to disagree. Did you just say you consulted your wife on that one? I did. I asked her. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to think of this title. But the other one did seem, uh, I don't know, something about the same thing as putting the word Twitter in something, saying selfie is this fucking feels juvenile. But this is not exactly the thing that that would kill your soul. (laughs) (laughs) I felt I gave it the title that was. (laughs) Did you take a a selfie? (laughs) Nigel decided <laughs> Nigel selfie in this moment. It's a cheeky, a little cheeky selfie. Cheeky son of a bitch. Like, a, well, I've taken some selfies. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, emo uh, soul episode already out. You guys have already heard it. I'm sure. I hope well, you guys enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I I gave it a listen. I actually quite liked it. That was one of I, well, I think it. one of my favorite ones. Yeah. That we've done. I think it'll be up there with this one. That and was I one of those episodes that took about 15 minutes to like really get our feet under us. Because like we were right into the topic. Yeah. But still it felt like we didn't really have our feet under us until we were going, but then it was going. Oh yeah. It was, oh no, it turned into something good. It was a good episode. I really enjoyed that one. Um, guys, please, for fuck's sakes, comment. <sighs> And, and rate a, the episode. Rate the on fucking Spotify episode. Help us out here. We're trying to grow. And if you guys are not fucking helping. <laughs> I know you guys are listening because we can see the downloads. We, so, on one hand, thank you. On the other hand, it. we're nothing without you. On the other hand, fucking rate us. <laughs> it is good. We do feel like we're onto something and we're having a lot of fun doing it. And uh, please go out of your way. I'm, go, looking, at, I'm looking at you, Pat and hey. Jeremiah. <laughs> I don't know how many downloads we have. I do know how many. Sorry, I don't know how many ratings we have because fucking Spotify doesn't give us any information and nobody's saying anything on iTunes. So take some fucking five fucking minutes. I have sworn in the last five minutes more than I have in this entire episode. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Guys, uh, we love... Just please, we're begging you. Also... <laughs> We're hitting all the emotional beats here. You're, <laughs> you're really stressing us out. Help us grow by giving us... And it's not even about... I don't even care about... You can give us... No, please just give us five. I don't care. But <laughs> what I'm saying is we want more people to hear this message. <laughs> like 20 one-star reviews. Like after this one, like, fine, there you go. Fuck you too. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I don't say I'd kind of respect it. <laughs> I know that's bad for us. But still, that'd be funny. One smart. It's more At least funny than offensive. Doing something. <laughs> we could have the lowest rated podcast on Spotify. Isn't that something? We can we can advertise with that. Oh, that would well, be when you great. start at the bottom. There's only room to shoot for up. <laughs> is, is that where the NAs come in? I guess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. Wrap it up. Oh, all right. I'm just gonna say, God bless, and don't be a dick.
music brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells with Liquid State Audio. He is the guitarist, the producer, and the mixing engineer. Thanks from Devin and Mike at the Blue Collar Philosophers podcast.